Um, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. What do you right. do? Do you do a snap? Do you do oh, a I clap? Do. Yeah. Do you do a big snaps, do, big do, claps? Do, 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 do. No, I just kind of go, hey, everyone. Hey, everybody. I'm Shadowwatch Man here. We are hey, here. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. All right, boys. We're doing it. We're okay. doing it. Cool. In three, two. Game face. Shoot. Nice. Uh, all right. Okay, no, no shoe nice. All right. Go, go ahead, Lewis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cinema Span. I am your host, Lewis Ilgus the Fourth. We are covering the films of 2007. All the good, the bad, and the ugly, but not that film since it's from the 60s. It's <laughs> really close. Though. Really close. Yeah. <laughs> Almost uh, made the cut. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, today we've got two Shia LaBeouf films. Oh. Um, <laughs> nope, no guess. No guess. <laughs> Uh, we're talking Transformers and Disturbia. Uh, with me today, I've got two fine fellows. One's finer than the other, but I won't tell you which one is which. Uh, take a lucky guess. <laughs> uh, we've got Avrik Faith and Brant Garber. What's that's, going on? It's a cool name. I forgot that's your last name. <clears throat> you know, it's not a biblical name, but, ever, it, but it's really close to a biblical name. If you do a band or like, or you're like your artist name, you do Faith Averick. I could. I think but, that's kind of cool. Well, it's, it's, it's also not Faith like with an F, I. Yeah, it's with an E. With an E. That's even so cooler. It's, so it's, so, so it's like I get a Faith sometimes, yeah. and I don't. I don't quite love it. You know, it's like right. it's not as cool as it looks. Well, but off the tongue, you know, it's not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll let it sit there a while. Yeah. It's no Louis Hill against the force. <laughs> it's still a little hilly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks for having us. Last time I was here, we yeah. were covering some really cool movies, and uh, it was just mano y mano, but now we can give another person mano. Yeah. No, <laughs> Glad to have you both back. Uh, right. Brant was on the first episode. We covered Walk Hard and uh, Blades, Blades of Glory. Glory. And then Averick, yeah, you and I did Super Bad and Wild Hogs. <laughs> I mean, That's yeah. I mean, yeah. Wild, Super Bad, yeah. dope, but Wild Hogs never die. Truth, true that. And you know, you mentioned the two Shia LaBeouf films, and that those six movies and a conversation just shows you how 07 is, how like expansive. Yeah, yeah. Like, Start. We're starting to build up that that vernacular for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, yeah. Last week we did Pirates Three and uh, Pirate. Sorry, Pirates Three and uh, Spider Man Three. And uh, those are basically the those two in Transformers are in the top five performing films of the year. Um, so oh, sure. you know we're we're just starting to kind of get into I feel like what are, were the real big blockbusters. Um, what was number one? It that that was Pirates. Pirates was number one. Yeah. I think Spider Man was three, and I think this was number five. Mm. Um, Interesting. I know Juno's up in the top ten, which is like wow. fucking crazy. Uh, at least domestically. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we're we're talking Transformers first, you know. Come on. Directed by Michael Bay, the first of five. Directed by Michael Bay. I mean, this this was a huge career diversion for him. Um, have, have you are you guys uh, Bay fans at all? Have you seen Bad Boys or any of his other films? Oh, Pain and Game. Bad Boys is with Will Smith and um, I can't remember the other guy's name. Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence. Yeah. Martin Lawrence. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of like his early work because I feel like. For our generation, he was the Transformers guy and then moved on to the stereotypical Definitely. idea of explosions and loud noises and very visual as far as a... Yeah, well, there is something, you know, I'll, 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 I'll put a pin on that real quick on um, yeah your experience with Bay, but um, like this is a film that is introducing a lot of kids to kind of like 
the the flashier war um, shooting that like Bay would do in his other films, right? Mm. But it's insane that it came into Transformers because, like, these guys, uh, the producers were originally going to make a G.I. Joe movie. Um, and uh, post 9-11, they just, Locking. in the Iraq Jesus. war, they were just like, uh, we're not sure what the optics are <laughs> yeah. like on, like, doing, like, a, a full military thing. But it's crazy because they, 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 you know, they sidestepped to Transformers. But then Bay just turned it into that anyways. I mean, the, you know, the, totally. the army's all over this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, Dude. people stealing America's tech. Like it's 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 wild. That fucking line near the end, where what? Oh man, the the Secretary of Defense guy. Yeah, played by John Voight. Yeah, and he's. I don't know what they're saying, but um, I think it's when the military, the the guys, kind of like uh, turn on the Sector Seven dudes, and right. they're, and then he's like, "You better listen to these boys. They never lose." <laughs> yeah, yeah, <exactly. laughs> like such a fucking, you know, like yeah, <laughs> propaganda ass. Like, damn, military dope. Yep. So, but um, yeah, I think Pain and Gain, and probably this movie are my favorite of Michael Bay. Pain, yeah. Pain I think. and Gain. Yeah, it's like. The Rock and um, uh, fucking Mark Wahlberg play bodybuilders based on a real story where they like fucking kidnap a dude and they like steal his money. And for a short time, they like live this crazy life, but they're dumb as fuck. So they get caught. Interesting. But yeah, they were yeah. They're pretty solid. They're, I, I'm not too familiar with uh, Bay's early career, but right. um, I did catch Ambulance last year and I oh, yeah. really thought that it, it was awesome. Um it was. A, it had Jake Gyllenhaal as the lead, right. and it's kind of like about a bank robbery gone wrong, mm-hmm. where they 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 shoot this like um low this security guard basically, and so they put him in the ambulance uh, that they steal um to get away from the scene, and they have to keep this guy alive because if he dies, then like suddenly you know they're they're no definitely leverage. going to jail, <laughs> yeah. they're fucked, and um it's a it, huh. it's actually you know Bay was able to bring in a lot of drone shots. Um, like he literally just got like a YouTuber that was like a pro at like piloting him. And because of that, um, he was, he didn't have to, you know, get helicopters to do these like crazy citywide shots and stuff. And so he was able to keep the budget really low in ambulance. But, um, there's also some really cool stuff. Like the, the drone flies under a car as it jumps over it. There's like an explosion. Like, dude, it's, it's some sick stuff. And it's practical effects. All all practical. I mean that, well, I say, I say all practical, but that's exactly Michael Bay loves to blow stuff up practically. (laughs) I I mean, that's yeah. Yeah. But well, if you want to talk about auteur theory, this, this is one of the guys where it's like, you notice he is behind the camera. Right, because like nobody else blows shit up like this right. specifically. And then again, like like you said, a lot of the the U.S. military propaganda and the the bros being bros. Yeah. Like there, he he loves like yeah. a lot of these tropes and Dude's even he, yeah, and he references his own movies in his films. Like there's a there's a reference to Armageddon in this where like a guy's running That's and he's right. like he's like this is doper than Armageddon <laughs> or like whatever. Um, wow. And it's the same same thing in uh, Ambulance. I think one of the characters quotes Pain and Gain. Uh, like oh, actually, wow. um, or, or like another, like, like two of his films. Are they all in the same universe? That, who, the I mean, they, they can't be, the right? If, if it's a movie in your universe, like then it's not. It's all one. You know, gonna, then, then you're yeah. just, it's just, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have to ask Michael on this. It's all one. It's actually. all, yeah. Michael. What's going on? The end credit scene. Mr. Bay. Which is, it is. What worth- do you think about the allegations, Mr. Bay? Mr. Bay. <laughs> he has it. Are there? Yeah. For what? The Bayverse. Oh, <laughs> there are allegations that I, there's a favor. I don't know, man. Sounds like Bayhem to me. <laughs> hey. Oh, man. Hey. Hey, baby. 
Uh, yeah, th- there is uh, one more thing I wanted to bring up about the budget of this film. Now it's like it's about 150 million, mm. um, and when you can w- compare that to Pirates and Spider Man, those were about 250 to 300 million dollar wow, movies. Really? Uh, they, they're some of the most expensive movies ever made. Um, the the Pirates Pirates of the Caribbean, like specifically that franchise, yeah. just keeps getting more and more expensive. This looks like it's as expensive as those. That, that's the thing, though, is like. Um, again, back to ambulance, like Bay knows how to stretch a budget, like in a really great way. And another big part of it is they, you know, they got permission from the U S military to use their planes and their locations. And so when you're not paying for those things, then, Uh, you know, it's able to take the cut down uh, the, the, yeah, the budget down a bit. Interesting. Yeah. But they do have a lot of like arsenal like like warfare oh know? yeah well this is a and, and that's the thing this kind of kicks off a start of like blockbusters working with the military a little bit more often like iron man next year um mm. like definitely hits that uh, a lot they, they, these are both films that are almost against the military complex um because like th- this film while it still has heroes that are in the military they also have the Decepticons, like, you know, the first Decepticon at the beginning of the, the movie shows up as a jet, like a U.S. jet, and comes onto a base and then just fucking decimates everything. Sky, yeah. <laughs> God, whoever the voice actor for Starscream is, yeah. is fucking awesome. Did they get the same, or is it only, because I know Optimus has the same voice actor, yeah, like, from the cartoon, is Starscream? No, dude, Optimus is... Liam, Liam Neeson. No, it's not. No, yeah. it's not Liam Neeson. It sounds. It does it's sound not, like it's him. Not Liam it does Neeson. sound it's like not? it's not. It's a, it's a way. It's Peter a Weller. It's a, yeah, it's a totally different. He's name. the guy oh, that was really? in the cartoon that did it. But it does sound like Liam. I swear. Yeah. I thought. There were some lines where I was like, Dude, "That I, sounds like Liam." I Neeson for sure. Do you think he has the the base like like Liam? Because I feel yeah, like that's right. that. So much of Optimus totally. Prime is that like booming voice, like Darth Vader. Yeah. You know. Because um, Liam Neeson has a good voice. Yeah, but. yeah he does. But it's very distinct. Man, I've, well, I, I've told so many well, people that Liam Neeson. <laughs> no, no, but he's very Irish. Um, yeah. So, like, I think uh, I just hear a lot more of the head tones oh, in, sure. in his voice, even though, like, he yeah. is very gruffy. Yeah. Um, but, like, that What's base that? of Optimus Prime, like, it yeah. fucking hits. So, with the all spark on my chest. Oh, it feels good. <laughs> No, Sam. No, Put Sam. it in my chest. <laughs> my Megatrons. Wait, nothing's happened. Or just put it in there. Yeah, just just do it. <laughs> it's happening. Oh, it's happening. Okay, so the first the first movie, I know you guys just recently rewatched it, but from like our from my stand up point, my only last time I've watched it was almost a couple years after it came out. And you know, <laughs> it was like one of the first times I ever smoked weed. So I was absolutely like super, super high and like very young, you know, and eating pizza, like a very stip- stereotypical stoner story. And my, uh, <laughs> my buddy's parents got home and I'm like alone on the couch watching Transformers. So right. I was like, oh my God, don't look at them, you know, watch, watch Optimus. <laughs> and I got super into the movie. And it was really interesting that, like, the visuals of that movie are even crazier, you know? But it's so funny that the culture things, like, for a couple years, like, oh, I love Transformers, you know? And then it slowly got a little stinky, you know? Of course. Well, and and that's what's interesting is another thing about this film, right? Produced by DreamWorks um, and secretly produced by Steven Spielberg. So he is not credited anywhere on this script or in in the film itself, 
but he absolutely like was an early adopter of this. He picked the writers, even picked Bay. And another thing Spielberg did was was handpick Shia LaBeouf. Really? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> he essentially so Spielberg has always been known for like picking young talent really well. Christian Bale shows up as a kid in Empire of the Sun. Um, ben Stiller is also like a child actor there, but he was also like a Nepo baby. So, you know, maybe you could say that's how he got in. Um, but, uh, yeah, what an AI artificial intelligence like that, that's got, um, I forget the, the guy's name, but, but he, uh, he, it's the, it's a kid from the sixth sense. Um, Oh fuck. Haley Jalosman. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but they, like, he's just always kind of on the pulse for, for like finding and discovering, um, talent sometimes. And so Shia LaBeouf was, was his pick and he lined Shia LaBeouf to be up in Transformers and then to be an Indiana Jones in the Crystal Skull. That's right. Which comes out yeah. next year. Oh, oh that was an 08 film? 08. <clears throat> interesting. Yeah. And it's really interesting too, because Shia LaBeouf's career really was just going at this point, right? Disturbia <laughs> was shot before these two, um, but... He shot himself in the foot like very early on yeah. because when he was in uh, doing press for Crystal Skull, he was actively shitting on the movie. Um, uh, sorry. On uh, Crystal Skull? Steven? Oh, no, no. Sorry. Shia LaBeouf was shitting on this was movie. Was shitting on Crystal Skull Damn. during press. <clears throat> Damn. And that really pissed off Harrison Ford yeah. and Spielberg because yeah. they're like, hey, man, like we Just get it. The Sometimes the movie's it. not like yeah, what man. you want it to be, but like you can't turn around and do this like we're all part of the same team etc yeah. etc and so that was like a light blacklisting of Shia LaBeouf but how old really was he during that time well I, oh man I, I actually I don't know what age he is around here but I think like, I, he seems like early 20s like yeah. Yeah, maybe if, 19 if anything, even like, yeah. this is 07 so that makes him like reaching 40 nowadays which is kind of crazy to think about yeah I mean he still looks pretty Young, I mean, he looks mm-hmm. pretty like like he's a uh, he plays he's younger more than he muscular, is. exactly. But like sure. a lot of actors that take care of themselves, they they still can play younger. But um, yeah, I don't know. His career is an interesting one because it seems yeah. like a lot of just shooting himself in the foot. Yeah. Um, he just kind of like he did stuff like he did all this like performance art, and then he got caught for doing for plagiarizing one of these pieces, and then. In his apology for plagiarizing, he plagiarized his apology speech That's to try to be like, "Oh, funny. dude, just to try to be like, oh, it's this like meta commentary thing." Like, I, I, which actually, like, that's funny. I think I, is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. I, that's why I bring it up. But I'm glad he doubled down. But then, he, exactly. But, <laughs> but there's also shit like I, I don't know, like Honey Boy. I really loved Honey Boy right. when it came out. I saw it at say. Sundance, and it, uh, like, literally. You know, a year after it came out, he's like, I made all that shit up. I didn't have a hard childhood at all. Yeah. Like, my dad was Wait, nice to me. He made that up? He said yeah. that. Do you think he was lying about making <laughs> yeah, it no, up? That's what I, that is like what he, I'm saying. You can't take anything from him seriously. And, like, he's he's just kind of wow. done so many. He's so many so much back and forth, right? Yeah. The, the bag on the head. I'm not a celebrity. I'm not famous anymore. Like, shut the Come on, man. Like, also, yeah. one of the biggest memes in the world, probably, the Just Do It meme was like a wildfire across the internet. Oh, yeah. Just Do It, and then the Shia LaBeouf song, right? When he, when he freestyled <clears throat> yeah. out of nowhere, yeah, that was ridiculous. Have you ever looked at the the, the source for the Just Do It um, like memes? Because it's like he... Uh, he's like doing he's like on, an he's a, he, well, he's right? No, no, no. He's in a green screen, and he recorded like about a half hour of him just doing 
like whatever. And he was like, <laughs> he's like, it, like, that's why he's like, you know, he gets that monologue cause he's just fucking riffing. Um, but he essentially wanted people to like remix the green screen tech of him into other things. And like it, it happened, you know, like it became a fucking meme. He knew what he was doing. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Just a, just a interesting, really crazy. I guy. have a really good honorable mention for a movie he was in that I'll bring in later. That that, right right to, now it's fine. Okay. It's called a uh, tax collector. Have you guys seen that movie? Oh, I haven't heard of it, <laughs> dude. Okay. So this is like a couple years ago. So he's still, you know, a little wacky in the head, but he like literally leans into this role a hundred percent. Yeah. And he plays, um, a guy called creeper <laughs> and he is just, um, he's like a shooter for like a Mexican cartel, but he's called what you call a tax collector. You know, you owe me money and you didn't give me my money. Then you right. know, creeper's going to come and take it. But it's Shia LaBeouf and Shia LaBeouf is not Latino at all. As far as I know, but dude, he like, you know, <laughs> I'll do that then. You know, like she like fully oh leans in and like wears these sunglasses and like greases oh back his God. hair. This isn't the movie where you got the crazy chest tattoo. I is believe it? so. Yeah. Oh, the David Ayer film. I think so. Google it. Yeah. Dude, he, yeah. He, dude he, you should watch it because it's recently, it recently released. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. a couple years ago. And dude, it's actually a pretty good movie and his performance is awesome. But like, not for the right reasons in my mind. Like, it kind of, like, yeah. throws me off. I'm like, why is he, like, so involved in this, like, in, random movie? He did Southern pretty well. Yeah. In this. Oh, my God. <laughs> See? <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. No, that, that that's what I was saying. I've seen, I've seen the tattoos. Yeah. Yeah. And he got, like, a real tattoo piece for the film, too. Like, it's permanent. Um, some of it's makeup. Some of it's practical. Yeah. 18% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. I mean, I I'm not one to give a shit about Rotten Tomatoes, right. but that's bad. That's right? bad. Like, yeah, we all know. If you're if you're below the twenty percent bracket in Rotten Tomatoes, your movie is just not very good. Probably. But I recommend it. It's a fun watch. Yeah, I was gonna say he did pretty. He did Southern pretty well in Peanut Butter Falcon. It came sure. out in the last couple of years. Um, it's like kind of like a Huckleberry Finn Come on. <clears throat> story. Dude, Come on. he's a very good actor. That that's the thing is like like straight up, dude. I mean, even Stevens, right? Like, did you guys watch that growing up? Even Steven. Even Steven, right? Yeah, uh, yeah I, I saw I a little bit. He knows. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's still a kid. Or he's, he a, he's, a, he's like a teenage it was, actor. It was in reruns, um, I think, when me and Brant were kind of growing up. So I, you probably yeah, just you're missed it. You're still yeah. in your mom. Yeah. yeah, I was still just you know, a little swimmer in my dad's sack. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man, you're just watching Baby Einstein. <laughs> yeah, you were. Right, right. Right. Like, you were. You were alive, just not aware. Man, I was watching Blue Clues, okay? Come correct. Blue Clues. Blue Clues. Uh, blue and a clue and a one, two, three. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, sorry. Um, all right. Well, so, ju- yeah, yeah. Well, going back to Transformers. Um, <laughs> well, I, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna get into the plot. Please, yeah. But I, I, I don't, unless he had something to say. It, it's just in each of his movies that I've seen, he like actually brings a lot of emotion through, and I think that's really cool. And like, yeah. In in um. The first Transformers, I think him and his performance and Megan Fox and the the sparking visuals really brought it to the attention of like why we're talking about it. Yeah, they're, they're definitely keyed in. I mean, Shia LaBeouf, it's interesting when you contrast his two characters in these films because in Transformers, he is playing a very wimpy, almost cowardly type of guy, you know, a, a nice guy if you will. Um, and it's like, it's the shifting pendulum of like where 
leading men are going in this era where it's like, okay, we can like lay off a little bit of the action hero macho-ness of the 80s and 90s and we can kind of like bring a nerd up into the the foray. Relatable. But they, it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they still like try to make him stand up for himself. You know, like he has an early scene with a jock where he's like just, you know, it's a back and forth and he's like, oh, you know, he didn't make the football team. He's getting made fun of that. And he's like, well, you know, I was actually, they're just uh, writing a book. It was a, a book researching uh, brain damage yeah. in, in football players. <laughs> Maybe you and your buddies will know about it. It's got pop-up books and, and crossword. <laughs> like, you know, like yeah, it's just yeah. like, I, I remember <clears throat> that hitting really hard in 07. Like I think every, every, Guy that was probably like me was like, oh yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Finally, they're sticking up yeah, to him. Yeah. Exactly. I think in both Disturbia and Transformers, I think Shia is able to like, because he does things that are like kind of so ridiculous, and I'm like, would someone really do that? But like, I like when he does the like the big arm th- when she's like, I like a guy with big arms, and yes. he's like, he's like doing this, and it's like that's absurd. Would like, anyone- oh, I just put the disco ball yeah. in the back and and like would and like he's serious though, like he's like really like trying to. I'm like, would anyone really do that? But like he makes it like work. Like all, I don't know. My, like, friends, uh, like, my friends would do that. Yeah, I remember like that was like a line people would yeah, re-repeat. Yeah. Like, it, which is so, it, 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 yeah, it's crazy. He just, he's good at selling, like selling it really. Absolutely. Well, the intensity there and yeah, he, he's just down to goof, you know, I right, think. Down to goof. He's a goofy <laughs> fella. He's D to G, you know, yeah. SB. I, that I, is. I wouldn't hang out with Shia LaBeouf for a night. I don't know if you want to. You know, my, my, my I, I actually, I, good... I had a, I had a friend <laughs> who, uh, Hank, thank you, Hank. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter. That's his handle. No problem. Uh, thanks Hank. Thanks Hank. Hank. Uh, so Shia LaBeouf did a performance piece called Pick Me Up Anywhere. Um, and he broadcasted his location on a 15 minute timer online. Mm. The conceit was you could pick him up <laughs> and take him anywhere else. Oh, shit. I kid you not. That was, what that was, how it. is he not dead? That I, it's insane. So my, so my friend Hank drove 13 hours to get him like to Idaho or Iowa. It was somewhere in the Midwest and then brought him to Salt Lake. Wow. Um, but they had like a long car ride, like totally uh, became yeah. friends. They still chat. Really? Like they like texting. Like we were literally, like I, I told you guys, I was at Sundance seeing Sunny, uh, Honey Boy mm-hmm. and, and Hank was sitting down next to me. And he's like texting Shia. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I'm here to see your film. You know, it's going to be awesome. Wow. Um, it's, it's, so I have heard, I'll, I'll at least throw in my ring ringer there that like he seems like a, a, a decent dude in that sure. way. But, you know, there are worse allegations against him for battery and, you know, j- just things that are kind of like a fine line for me with, with some people sometimes. Where I'm right. Like, I don't I kind of cross that line. I don't know if I, I really do want to hang out with you. you like know? you're chill and all, bro, but don't hit women. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> just like, I don't know, man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I would, I would assume the same, you yeah. know, but everyone has their flaws. So it's like, you know, I could love this guy, but you know, no, you can't like <laughs> choke me and almost kill me and I won't like you anymore. Right. <laughs> but for sure, you know, it is interesting though. Like if you want to bring up, I don't know, fucking Ezra Miller or some shit right now where it's like his movie's not going away, even though he's being charged for crazy yeah, stuff. Interesting and, how what, what that movie? works. The, the Flash. Oh, the Flash the has been in, really fast. It's oh. been in development from hell forever, um, but Michael Keaton is coming back as Batman in it. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Um, I saw him reading a, a script on the bar. 
And I wonder if I, I really <laughs> wanted to see it, dude. Dude, you should have. I really wanted to look over, but he's so like closed off. Like you cannot talk yeah. to him about shit. And he was talking to his wife, flipping through these pages, and I was like, he. I mean, every time he's been there, he's been very kind. Ke- Keaton's the fucking homie, man. Yeah, I would say he's. I would say he's chill. Chill. Yeah. Wait, not hot. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But I mean, even when uh, we there was like a family that was like, "Oh, we loved you," and the other guys, and he was like, "Yeah, really, the other still, guys." Still, like, yeah, he was. Yeah, he's he just goes, having oh, fun not Beetlejuice yeah. or Superman, you know, or not Superman. Batman. Oh yeah, yeah, everyone knows Michael Keaton was Superman. You know that? I didn't know that. <laughs> he was Tim Burton's first choice. You know, he was like, "All right, I'm making Superman." Yeah, and then he got casted, and then he was also the Riddler, and he was also. <laughs> <laughs> The Riddler. <laughs> the Riddler. Yeah, I'm the Riddler, baby. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Okay. Well, Transformers, you know. Okay. Let me let me just break down the plot here for yeah, you guys. Streamline it. <sighs> Curious. In case anyone I, I hasn't heard it, you know, watched it in a while. Um, starts with, like, Optimus Prime giving a long-ass monologue about some cube being oh, lost to sure. Earth. Essentially... There, there, there's this all, all what is it? The all star, all spark, all, all spark. spark. <laughs> it's, it's kind of like the, the, um, the thing that like gave them life almost, yeah. right? Yeah, like, yeah. isn't that the idea behind this device? God. I believe so. Yeah. Um. So it's, God cube. You know, it's fallen to Earth, and uh, Megatron has has also like he came to Earth hundreds of years ago, and and basically got frozen in ice, right? Uh, looking for the all spark, and so they've just been chilling, waiting to be activated. And kind of like uh, Shia LaBeouf, his his grandfather basically discovered Megatron, and, and the government, you know, took the the body of, of Megatron and just started like studying him, dissecting him, and they built all of modern technology essentially like off of this dude's back. It's kind of like a cool little piece of lore, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, basically, this film is just about Sam, you know, mm-hmm. kid in high school who you know doesn't really fit in fully. He's he he loves cars and. Uh, he is he's buying his first car. His dad takes him. Um, he runs into Bumblebee there, right? Um, and and Bumblebee's like a shit car to begin with, right? Yeah, very. It, well, he goes to like a used like car place, right. um, and like he is like a beat up like Camaro, like Camaro, uh, uh, Charger. Old, like yeah, what is it? I think right. It's old. Um, Z28. You're the car guy, so that's why I'm like... I think it's an old-ass Z28 Camaro. Yeah. Like, the bad year. Right. Sorry if anyone knows that. Dude, that's my car. (laughs) It's not a good year, and and you know it to be true. Yeah. It is a a fun scene, though, like, when they're, uh, like, picking out the car, because... Bernie Mac. um, Well, yeah, Bernie Mac. Yeah. Yeah. But, But also, like, every time they go away from the Camaro, uh, like, or, what, right? Yep. Uh, it, it, it essentially does something to fuck up the other cars in the lot. Like, like it opens its door and slams it into like the bug that they're looking at. And he's like, well, this car's dented. Now I can't buy that one. Uh, and then like eventually like blows up the windows and all of the, the, oh, like everything oh, on the, the lot. Stereo. Yeah. Cause the, the line is, um, you know, car chooses you, the driver. Exactly. The, that was the, such the, the a trailer doesn't, ass doesn't line. pick the car. Yeah, car picks the yeah. driver. Come on, man. I remember that. Like, it, was, it was Bernie Mac. Who it was said Bernie it Mac. Yeah, yeah. He brings them in. Uh, but you know what, once this gets going, really, they're just looking for the all spark. It's just kind of like some comedy of errors of like keeping the transformers a secret. Eventually the government gets involved and then it's just a big chase to, to get the cube and and then, and then to fight over it. I mean, there's really no plot past those points. I I would say that that, that's worth bringing up. Sure. And that's Uh, like what you need. That guy misses his baby. 
Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Wait, what happened? Josh Doom, well, the military guy. The, there's a guy in the military base at the beginning and before, uh, you know, whatever the dude is um, that attacks, the Decepticon that attacks him, he's on video chat with his wife and he's like, can't wait to hold my baby. Yeah. And, and you're like, her. this guy's not holding this baby. Yeah, yeah, you're like, yeah. <laughs> that guy's not going to die at all. Yeah, and I'm he actually sure. doesn't. Oh, really? But it kind of, you would think. He, yeah. Isn't he like one of the leads? He's, like the early he's the leader of the, the army. Yeah, like the good little, looking guy. He's drunk Scott, like this. Look your hair, yeah, he's literally. like this. He's like, yeah. Dude, yeah, he looks like uh, Optimus, Rick, Rick Flagg from Suicide Squad. <laughs> Interesting. So the plot is, it has to be something like that for those types of movies because yeah, I. It's like it's like the. But see, the thing is, is like let's let's bring that same movie into different other movies like uh, King Kong or Godzilla. Oh right, my God, yeah, big things fighting each other. I was thinking about King Kong while watching this. I was, I, I, it, yeah, uh, in Godzilla was King Kong two thousand five or six. It's close, right? I th- uh, well, it's, it's before it's before one. this. It's after yeah, the Lord of the Rings, but it's before Transformers. I think it's 05. Yeah. I feel like it's 05. I think it's later. I think it. I think it might even be like. Oh, Let oh, me use my six, second brain here. Eight. I don't. Yeah, that's tough. I'm gonna say 05. Okay. Oh man, it might be 06. Oh, I'm like 05. That's 05. Get my nice. baby back. Nice. Oh yeah. That'll which which I love that one. I actually. Uh, so, oh yeah, go ahead. Um, I actually loved King Kong. It's one of my favorite. Oh movies. dude, I I saw it in the theaters um, as a kid, and uh, even though it was like three hours, and I had to go pee at some point, I like I re- well, yeah. I was holding my pee in forever because yeah, 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 yeah. I loved it that much. Like, did anybody play the video it. game based off the film? I don't know if I did. Dude, I played the fuck out of that game. I remember it was like when it came out. I remember seeing it all everywhere. Oh my god! It. it was so much fun. They had like really interesting mechanics. They had this mechanic where you could like, pick up spears and throw them instead but, of like uh, using your ammo, and it was like very dystopian and. Oh, scary. so you played as like an army guy and not like yeah, yeah you King played Kong. you played literally as the main characters. You it shot it. You could play as I Jack assumed Black. it. Was. Jack Black always has the camera. Goes that's the shot. That's yeah. the shot. You know, <laughs> Twas beauty killed the beast. <laughs> I think. <laughs> that was that was that was like a three six Xbox three hundred and sixty launch title too. I remember in Target the kiosk that was one of the demos you could play oh, was King really? Kong, and I was like, this game looks fucking yeah. And good. they play as King Kong too. I th- that's an interesting thing about that King Kong movie is like they made a Universal uh, attraction oh. out of it. Um, it's part of the the tram tour where a bunch of uh, T-Rexes, I think, come in and attack the car. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's super cool. Yeah, just wild that they got a video game, a movie, yep. and, like, a, a theme park ride out of, like, all these things. Uh, yeah. Um, Did you guys like Skull good. Island? Did anyone watch Skull Island? Uh, I, did, I didn't. Skull Island's pretty good. I like um, it. It's, it's really funny. There's, like, a couple... There's, like, one part where this guy, like runs up to a monster with, with like grenades and he's like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to fuck this guy up. You know, like I'm going to sacrifice myself. It's going to be epic. And everyone was like, no, no, uh, come on, come back. And, and he, he's holding the, the grenades. He's like, come on, you motherfucker. <laughs> and, then, and then the, and the beast like comes up and walks up to him and looks at him and then turns around, whips him with his tail and he goes smashing <laughs> into the mountain next to him and, the, and explodes that the mountain. So and it's just like, like his sacrifice was nothing, man. <laughs> like it's fucking awesome. Because, that's what we like really what i love to see out of like these monster movie flicks is like exactly. we all know the Fuck. violence is is whatever you know uh it's cartoonish uh and, and that's why it's fun to see like the decepticons like they're chasing optimus prime on the freeway in the finale and like he just like 
comes out of his car form and just starts slicing buses on <laughs> yeah, his way. Dude. No reason to yeah. do this. Like, you know, but he's like, ah, civilian car, that needs to yeah. blow up. Boom, yeah. boom, boom. He, he like falls and there's a bunch of people. Megatron scans up. He's like, ew. And he flicks that guy. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he like flicks him into a taxi cab. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I can't. I can't handle it. That's and, good stuff. But yeah. then he's, the Autobots are like, oh, we don't kill humans. Uh, so you can't kill a human. And you're just like, ah, shit, I'd be squares. Come on, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're humans. They're, They're higher life forms. <laughs> we don't interfere with them. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Oh, my God. But, like, it's funny because, yes, all these movies are, you know, very grabbing for the eyes. They're not, you know, script-oriented or very interesting in their plot. But they have their moments, and those moments are really good. And it shows, yeah. like, the, the artist. Well, it's, it's, they, these are movies built for the action, right? Yeah. I mean, and, and that's, that's kind of what I was getting at with the plot is that, I would have liked a third act that was a little more emotionally satisfying um, because like when it's just a character who's like, I have the thing everyone's running after, right? I have the MacGuffin in my hand. It, it, it could be anything. It's just kind of like, it's empty, right? Because right. it, it, it could be, could be in an infinity gem in his hand or it could be this fucking all spark. Like it, it's all, it's all really the same. What, what I was really liking is in the, the first act of this film um, when they're they're kind of setting up Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox's relationship. Um, they it, Bumblebee is like a big part of it um, because essentially like his uh, his car is like t- talking to him through the radio and all these songs. It's before he knows his car is a transformer, oh, but right. it's like nudging him to do all the right things to kind of like win her over, right? Like it oh, breaks like down at the man? right time, at, at like a, a beautiful sunset, and he's like, "All right, this is the part where you kiss her, right, and put your arm around her, like." I, I wanted a little more push and play in that way because I thought I thought the the first act's really fun when they get into that because you know you want to see how it's affecting Sam's life mm-hmm. more than just him becoming a generic action hero, right? Yeah, it would help too because like yeah, like you said, they start that, but then kind of when he's like Bumblebee, and and I feel that like yeah. I feel that he, you know, and then when Bumblebee's getting like fucked up in the military, I yeah. was like, oh man, that, like it's really sad. Yeah, it's but a- it would be a little more impactful if like. It had more of a relationship, I guess. Like it kind of if, if there's just something to fight yeah, for, some some stakes for, for he, him. Like, it, yeah. He thinks it's a normal car, and then it's like a freaky car, and he freaks out, yeah. and then it gets into it. Like they don't have that moment to even kind of really be like, I don't know, to bond, right? Yeah, it's very more. it's very subtle. You know, it's like a it's like a very subtle bond. It's not like a like a big well, and that and that's the that's the, the trouble with a have. with a character that they purposely you know they, they say he can't talk right they, his voice box is broken or whatever which i love i love really when concept. he's when he's like you know falling from the stars like oh dude the it's radio well, the, so the cool. sound design yeah. in this entire thing yeah. really slaps. <clears throat> like you said yeah. bumblebee's voice but also anytime the transformers move you get this yeah. like and, and it's it's a uh, it creates a motif in your head so that you know every time you hear that noise like a transformer is gearing up to do something cool um, but I think like movies in general don't try to sound cool enough because yeah. it, it's a it's a made up noise like these robots move in a made up way. You know, they're 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 jets in the air and then they they pause for a second to punch something and then they turn right back into a jet. Yeah. Like like none of it makes sense from a physics <laughs> pos- like like position, but we don't give a shit, you know, yeah. so it's like I don't need the sound to only come from metal moving, right? Like like give me another futuristic sound that sounds different. Yeah. The sound design's awesome. So fucking. Cool. I just think about Star Wars, you know, like yeah. like the blasters so in Star Wars, the lightsabers, like all of those things really heighten the film, mm-hmm. 
just to another level. Um, and like I was watching Guardians three, really liked it. Mm-hmm. But as they were like firing from the ship, I was kind of like, ah, oh, yeah, these just sound like normal laser like sounds. lasers. And yeah. I was just like, I would really like just a little more character in these sure. things. Like, I agree. Like, sometimes it, it can, it's a great display of power. You know, like oh, yeah. uh, even if like in, in anime, right? You have this crazy visual for an attack, but like the sound of the yeah, Ooh, that's good. You know. It's really interesting. Should be a folly artist, yeah. man. I, you know, I'm a multi-talented man. What can I say? Multi-talented man. I'm a multi I'm a Come here, mama. And so with the um, with Transformers too. What I'm really curious about is the only time we're going to see a Shia LaBeouf character again is in the new one. Because in this new film, it's a fucking nobody guy, right, that stumbles upon a car that's not Bumblebee. And it's it's a compl- it's the same dynamic as the first movie. Sorry, are you saying the new Trans- Rise of Beast, the yeah, one that the comes fi- out? Oh, next the new month. one that's the coming. newest gotcha. one that's gotcha. about to come out has that same Price. dynamic. Yeah, gotcha. like uh, in the beginning, like there's a, a guy that doesn't know anything about Transformers. Yeah, it seems gotcha. like a clean entry point, and they want right. it to be because like, I clean after it. after five Michael Bay movies and then a Bumblebee spinoff, I think they're kind of you know they they know they need to do something new. I think that's why they really focused on the beasts in the marketing too. It's Did like you- they're like look at all these cybernetic like different yeah. things that you haven't seen. Did you watch that show when it was out? Transformers, the Beast Morphers or something? Uh-uh. It was like 90s. Like oh, sure. Er, yeah, it's like early CGI did, animation. Did you watch a lot of the cartoons? I watched a little bit. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. All, really? Like all of them or um, just that? Some of the old school, like 80s one, very little, but I definitely did. But then the Beast Morphers one was the one I watched probably yeah. the most. Um, but it's like early, like bad 90s CG, but it's cool. Like it's really I bet dope. It, it has its, uh, yeah. probably has a lot of charm. It does. That's it what, a lot of charm. Yeah. I love things. I, I played some games that were... Dude, I played a lot of Transformer games, too. I played, like, three Transformers games. <laughs> it's so bad. It I, I played a lot of movie tie-in games, man. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. This was the era for that. Yeah, yeah um, should, they don't they, make them anymore. Well, just not in the same way. Yeah, and right. I get it, because sometimes they were the most creatively bankrupt properties you had ever seen. Oh, where sure. Where I was like... The you know the movie comes out at this date. We need the game on the shelves. We don't give a fuck what the game is. Like yeah. literally, just it's as long as it, it has the title, mm-hmm. push it the fuck out, whether it's ready or not, um, or even worth making. But then sometimes you get this miracle of like Spider Man Two, where yeah. it is it is uh, literally like one of the best, more expansive than the movie itself. It has more villains, um, yeah. but they they're also bringing in like. Bruce Campbell to do the narration and like, you know, great voices. It's just like it, it, those games like somehow, you know, it's true. We're really great. Yeah, it's true. Spider-Man two is probably one of the biggest, like, Oh, we need that back the way that that was made. Right. The concept and the swinging. And that did come back. Thankfully it got a full revision and it came out, but yeah, but for a lot of years, you won't see that for the transformers. games. There's probably like five or six Spider-Man games. Just trying to recreate the magic of Spider-Man two that, that weren't able to do it until insomniac um, did it on PS4. Ultimate Spider-Man kind of did it. That one's really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. I I did play web of shadows and like that. Web of shadows is pretty cool. It's like, it's not more linear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I did like that one also. Who doesn't want to be Spider-Man? You know, those games are going to do okay. True that. It, the, actually, the Transformers game that I played was really good. Like, you can transform seamlessly. You play as a Decepticon, and then you play as good people, as the Autobots. Yeah. So you kind of just drive around the city, and then 
change yeah. forms whenever you want. It's a and yeah, it's like a uh, like GTA almost. Exactly. So it's a free roam game, and then you go to the missions, I believe, and then you start the mission. Yeah. And uh, it was fun as the Decepticons. Like Starscream is my personal favorite Decepticon in the movies, and I thought it was so cool to fly around. <laughs> I was just Sky not expecting you to come in and be such a Starscream. I know, Starscream boy. He's cool. Megatron's like, I'm really mean Megatron and is bad. so fucking boring. Sucks, it's like, man. dude, Starscream is your right-hand man, dude. and he can fly. Yeah. What, other, what other fucking guy can fly? <laughs> oh, there's a guy that's a... Oh, it's, I think it's Ironhide. No, it's another Ironside? guy. Ironside? Uh, yeah. It's Ironhide. Ironhide? Ironhide. Yeah. It, the guy who's a helicopter. One of them's a helicopter. Helicopter man? Yeah. Ironhide thing is a big old truck, but I can't remember who. <laughs> big old truck. I was like, dude, would that be a jet or a helicopter? Jet. Fucking. Dude, when he's yeah. fighting those like fighter jets, he's like, <laughs> and then turning really quick back into a jet to like hide. I, that rules, was man. probably my favorite action yeah. sequence. That was really cool. Yeah, he's fucking, he's sick. He's Starscream. So what? Starscream. <laughs> Starscream. Starscream. Megatron. Megatron. Optimus, Optimus has to start. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and, so and I'm, I'm uh, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, I was just gonna <laughs> say Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> he has that panic look. <laughs> Sam Whitaker. <laughs> what wit, 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 wit Wiki. Wit Wiki. Wit Wiki. Wit Wiki. They made that easy to say. Yeah, I know. They wit. keep they. And one of the characters is fucking it wit up. Wit Wiki. Uh, before we move on to Transformers, what Transformers movies have you guys seen? Um, Did you mean before we move on to Disturbia? I had uh, gotcha. I I don't know, man. I mean, I definitely saw this Transformers so, when it came out. Um, I probably saw a sequel or two, but mm-hmm. also I feel like I don't know somewhere somewhere in there. I kind of knew yeah that they had gotten worse. Yeah. I, I I must have seen the second one because so we all liked the first one so much. I feel like second one was. What happens? Set, so second one, they um they find like more primes or like more of his guys, like you know Optimus Prime. That's like his family, and they oh. get their help, or something like that. But I remember the the second one. And sing- Megatron comes from the, the ocean. Of course he does. Right? Like, yeah. yeah, he gets he gets. I think uh, the second one or the third one I might be mistaken. Um, there's an evil guy that gets in control of the Decepticons as a human and starts to work together. And then huh. there's a new love interest. It's either the third or second one, but they're both like pretty linear. Yeah. They're almost identical. I saw them up till the Mark Wahlberg one, and I, I, that was the last that's one. That's four or five. Right? I think I just found a Transformer. Like <laughs> that's probably you know. Yeah, wait, that's interesting too. Like I, I, I think Shia LaBeouf's exit for the franchise was, is also like a kind of messy one. Wasn't yeah, it? he was just like, he was just not in it anymore. Yeah, yeah he just, just kind of was like. Again, talk, probably talking the, smack on him. The Mark Wahlberg one is like a soft reboot or whatever. Right. Like, kind of. I think that's the third one is Mark Wahlberg. Fourth one. And that fourth, it is? Yeah, 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 not to be yeah. a I think dork, they did. I think they give a, try a, a trilogy. Interesting. Yeah. Dark of the Moon was his last one, which is the third. Okay. Oh, it is? Yeah, okay. Dark Side or whatever. <laughs> I think it's just Dark of the Moon. I think it's Dark of the Moon. Yeah. And that one was like, it was, I thought the second one, shit. The third one I didn't love, but I thought it was like, it was a bit better than the second one, but yeah. at that point, I was like, I already had to watch the fucking second one, right. so. Yeah, I can't remember the second <sighs> one for the life for me. I mean, dude, and the that, flame sword, that's the coolest part about the second one. Oh, Optimus, well, Optimus that's, the sword. That, his so fight scenes are cool in that one. But, that but, is cool. Yeah, it seems like the, the future ones, like, like, I know Optimus Prime is, like, conflicted about killing in this one, even, like, the Decepticons or Decepticons, whatever. I'm trying, man. Uh, but uh, I, I think, like, in the future ones, because I've seen some of the clips on Twitter and stuff, like, he really just becomes a killing machine. Yeah, like, they're monster. just like, they're like, whatever the fuck, like, Optimus Prime is the coolest dude. He doesn't care about nobility or, like, 
you know, they, they let his virtues kind of drop aside so he yeah. can become an action, you know, a, a, an action figure. In, Dude, in these yeah, films, right? he becomes so badass. And my history with, like, the ones that are past two and three and, like, and coming up to present day, I watched all three of them in, in a sitting. <sighs> I was super, super ill, and I was on the couch, sick as a dog, chugging NyQuil. And smoking weed, and I was just I was sitting there bundled up like this, and I was like, it would end. I'm like, damn, that's crazy. What (laughs) what happens next? (laughs) Let's go to the next movie, and they're just crazy. They get so wild. There's one where Optimus Prime gets tricked by their creator, and Optimus Prime is the strongest Prime. He's like the perfect Transformer, effectively. Right. Right. And he goes, oh, now you're gonna go kill everyone else. He goes, you're right. And then goes to Earth and starts fucking shit up. And then the one before that, the last night turns on Optimus and stuff. But then they started releasing like dinosaurs in the very last one, right before the rise of the beast. And I was like, all right, this is basically they're just throwing anything at it now. So it's really it's really interesting to see that like that steep uphill that they're trying to go up towards, right? Because you can only add so much cool stuff. You know, you can't Give all these yeah. ideas. Well, the, I think that's the thing. Is like, I think this first bloated. one's already a bit overbloated with mm-hmm. quote unquote cool stuff. Um, where exactly it just starts to lose its impact. Right. I, I think you were in the perfect mental state to, <laughs> to watch, watch these yes. films because yes. you could daze in and out effectively. You're not missing anything story beat. Like the only thing that is important in these films is what is happening right now. Right? They they still have a lot of energy. Um, because of all the action and because, you know, they, they just know, keep blowing shit up, keep pe- keeping people interested. But um, it does hit a ceiling, like, where you're you're like, yeah, I, I could go do something else in my day. And you I'm know. curious how this new one's going to be, honestly. I, I, I hope for them that, you know, they could uh, <laughs> do something fine, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I Like, it's not a franchise I've ever cared about too deeply. Mm-hmm. Um, Their source material is awesome. I, that that's what's interesting is like this they have great source material. This is an era where someone like me could get not someone like me. I'm a I'm a fucking nerd. Like I, I fucking love Lord. <laughs> don't get me wrong, but like Transformers never hit that itch for me. I never watched it as a kid, and so when I went went into this film, they kind of treat all the lore as like, eh, yeah, it's sci- it's uh, it's it's there, but it's not like the most right. relevant um, thing. Whereas like in a lot of like franchise movies, they're like. Oh, we're talking about this thing in his backstory, and like they really put it, push it front and center, and and the lore just kind of is is not the most important thing, mm-hmm. um, and, and it's it's just like they're just I, I like that they're irre- irreverent towards mm-hmm. it, um, because it makes it accessible to like a general audience, mm-hmm. um, but then the nerds that know. Oh, the all spark. That's da, 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 da. Yeah. like like they have that in the back of their head. They right. can still enjoy it to the to that level. But um, you don't have to force everyone else to just go through all this fucking lore. I mean, yeah. I, I think of the, the new Star Wars. They knew what fucking, they were doing. And they made money off of it, and it's a fun movie to yeah. watch. You know, it will be interesting to see how the new one, the new one performs. Let's go watch um, it. Day one. Three D. Let's watch some three D. Oh man, I, I'm gonna throw up. Let's probably. do four D X. Oh, dude, just <laughs> seats, seats that rock. <laughs> this is awesome, <laughs> dude. <Holy> shit. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, that would not not be pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love the Transformers movies. You know, as goofy and weird as they are, they're red. 
They're fun. It's just it, it scratches my itch. I love big shit fighting. I, I'm an itchy boy for that, nope. that type of stuff. <laughs> I got clinical dandruff for fighting. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just took a couple notes. I always, anytime I'm watching one of these films and I see something that strikes me as like quintessentially 2007, I have to make a note oh, of it. Nice. Um, there's a part where like a government agent is, you know, she, she, they've recorded a, a Decepticon's voice. They're trying to like decode it. And she basically makes a copy of the voice and then goes to bring it to her tech friend. I know. And, and she Dude. pulls out of the computer, a two, two gigabyte gigs. SD Crazy. drive. Like, yeah. and, and you're like, she's working at a government facility. <laughs> like it is like the most like, like, you know, like, like top secret, top right? Like, you know, two they, gigs. no, no budget <laughs> spared two gigs. And yeah. also that was probably right for, for this era. Yeah, yeah. Like a two gigabyte uh, SD card was probably like the cheap one, like if a 32 or 64 today. Mm-hmm. But um, like, this but didn't still, have the data. Dude, I mean, <laughs> and a, like a 64 or 128 gigabyte SD card sure. would be a couple hundred bucks back then. Yeah. Whereas now Do you they can even get, have you them can that get big? a terabyte or two terabytes on a micro SD card. Like it yeah, is fucked is. up, man. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, Sam uh, is wearing a Strokes t-shirt for, like, sure. the middle yep. part of this movie. Yep. Nice. Classic 07. Uh, love the Strokes. 360 in the Mountain Dew product yep. placement. Super. Dude, yeah. Super that, 07. That, 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 that was the thing I liked about this all spark kind of, like, concept was that this cube could turn other technology really like into too. the robots, especially because the oh, robots were, right. you know, the tech that humans have was based off of the robots too. So it all works in a circular way, but the Mountain Dew the Mountain product Dew placement turns them into like, it's a, a, it's a drink machine, a yeah. Mountain Dew drink machine. <laughs> and he shoots and then it turns into an arm cannon oh, that shoots yeah. Mountain Dew cans. Yeah. Like I that's yeah. fucking a great cool. visual. That was awesome. cool. It's like, Oh my God, now I have a great refreshment. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, please, sir. Uh, not the Baja Blast. Not me. I mean, <laughs> I don't want a Baja Blast can shooting at me, fucking <laughs> however the fuck fast. Jeez, then you just go. Whoosh. Yeah, definitely. Nice. Thanks, Decepticon. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks like shit. It just blows up on you. It's like, what do you expect? The dude moved and then shot a can at you. Or it's just going to explode in your face. Um, yeah, another thing, um, one of the cop cars, which is uh, played by a Decepticon, or the car is played by a Decepticon, yeah, yes. Yeah, well, <laughs> God, everyone knows that. him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's a, it's in an early scene before the, the Autobots and Decepticons have revealed themselves. Um, and the Decepticon is is uh, dressing up, essentially, as a cop car chasing after Sam, which is a really fun turn. It kind of reminds me of Terminator 2, yeah. where you know they're, they're like, okay, this evil, cold robot is impersonating the evil, cold yeah. authority figure. Yeah, totally. And, and and even on the side of the car, it says, to punish and enslave in, in like cursive. And you're like, That's damn, sick. Michael Bay, you are a real one for that. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, let's see. I think that's, yeah. And then uh, there's another throwaway line about a Taco Bell dog. Yes. Because Sam's got a chihuahua. Yeah. Uh, the, the Taco uh. Bell, Taco Bell in this era had a whole ad campaign for probably five, ten years where they had the Taco Bell chihuahua. He would talk in, in, in commercials. Oh, that's right. Um, and he oh, was God. the mascot of the company. And now he's nowhere to be seen. Like, I I, I, I forgot that he ever existed yeah, until wow. he was brought up. I forgot that too. Right? Holy shit. 07, baby. Just have to bring everyone back. Yeah. Cultural awareness yeah. of this time. 07 is 
wild, a wild year. Yeah. Um, that I mean, that's pretty much it. I I yeah. do like that they the there's a cool thing with the cube. Um, the cube is being held in the Hoover Dam, just like a kind of fun like like mm. uh, idea. They're like it, it emits so much energy. They needed to build it around a dam so that no aliens yeah. and no humans would be able to like identify the source of power, which is like just the type of mm. thinking you almost never get in mm. a film like this. It, you know, it's a secret uh, government, like, facilities. Sure, we all know that. But how will they keep it a secret was actually thought out. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. I'm just shocked that Michael Bay didn't have Megatron bust the fuck out of that dam. Oh, seriously. Like, 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 Dude, because like, he just, yeah. just kind of flies around it. It really I mean, feels like they kind of set that up when they you get there and you're like, oh, that dam's going to break right? or something. Michael Bay probably looked at it and said, could I? It was like, he's like, it's gonna be another ten million bucks to yeah, do it. Probably, yeah. like, oh, man. Maybe they go back in a sequel. Or I something. didn't know he yeah. asked someone too. He's like, what do you think? Do you think we could do it? Like, <laughs> yeah, theoretically, I think. And they're like, uh, uh-uh, bro, it's like it's a dam. It's a real dam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he wanted to blow up the real thing. Yeah, okay, what if we like put like a big net that like. Yeah, it caught all the water. It caught, it built like a second dam. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that the dam stopped. The water stopped when it hit the second dam. We blow up the first one, the like, old one. The, Michael, the they're, one. they're waiting on set. We need to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> There's no cars passing over the bridge right now. Like we, we gotta go, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. Final thoughts on Transformers? Do you guys? Uh, good time. It's, it's a pretty good time. It's a good time. I've um, always had an affinity for them personally. Yeah. So. I think it, it held up in retrospect. You know, Brent, we were talking about something before it started, which is just the look of this. Yeah, thing. it does look pretty um, sweet. Because it is shot on film still. Oh. Um, and so, like, all the reality moments, you know, with Shia LaBeouf and stuff, like, they, they really feel grounded. Yeah. Because, uh, just because the lighting, man, the, it those, really smacks. Those dark when Bumblebee is standing up, and when he's doing that first kind of radio talk, where he's right. like, where are you from? And he's like, I'm from the stars. And that, 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 that it's just so dark i i don't yeah, like that no, so it gives this contrast almost so because cool. you know you have these fully cgi inventions um yeah, contrasted they with well like the with real it. world explosions mm-hmm. yeah. and, and it, it like it, the alienness of them being cgi works in the film's mm. favor I, in, in that way i, I think, think it helps it um not feel dated like i feel like it right. keeps it look sure. looking like like a lot of blockbusters today or at least it feels like it's in line with those like i don't know e- easily if, if not if not also if not just better. like i that's what i'm thinking because yeah. like a lot of the early shots reminded me of top gun yeah like, yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah just like you're getting these beautiful sunsets mm-hmm. and these military bases and stuff and you're just like oh yeah this has a quality to it that that you don't feel like movies have today. Yeah, I hate to say, like, you know, it's just cinematic, but kind of, like it just oh, looks like yeah. fucking... Well, it's that filmic yeah. look uh, with, with the grain. Um, so because it, it kind of just brings everything down a bit. Like, mm-hmm. when you shoot on digital and you have, like, a white flare coming in, um, it kind of flares off within the digital compression because it can... White is a value that is only only white, essentially. Mm-hmm. But, like, on the the way, a, a, you know, a, a, a piece of film takes in the information is, like, you'll you'll just get more nuance off of that white, essentially. And yeah. so it just makes the contrast of the image a lot better. It's why, like, you see a lot of, like, digital films today. Like, right now, people are talking shit on The Little Mermaid that comes out this, this summer because it looks too dark, is what they say. And there's still color around, 
It's just that there's not enough contrast going on within the actual picture. Sure. And when you had the light for film, you just had to be a little more specific and, and, and cautious towards these things. Whereas now lighting is just a very bland thing. Just bring in a, a basic fill um, and, and we'll just kind of like let that one light wash over everything. Um, it's just, it just kind of flattens the image I, it, it is really it. And it makes a film like this that, you know, 15 years ago, we weren't saying looked insane or looked incredible. Maybe even people didn't love the look of it too much, but like now you look at it and you're like, man, like we got to go back. It just feels, mm-hmm. it, or I don't know, like important or like it's just, yeah. like, oh, I don't know. Has it has a good natural look to it. <clears throat> well, it's, it's very fantasy esque too. I mean, yeah. like there's like, like Shia Buff looks orange in some of these scenes, like straight orange, him and Megan Fox because of the, the lighting. But like, <laughs> just works because the darkness behind them, the blues, like oh, it, sure. it's, it's just, it's a very, it, it has its own aesthetic, is what I, I would see. say. I you see. know, rather yeah. than like looking naturalistic, mm-hmm. it looks like a Transformers movie. Yeah. But yeah. Transformers. I think you're right. Interesting. Yeah. So that's a good, it's a good like way of viewing it as an aged piece of art. Yeah. Just like how we're looking at all of these films. You boys, uh, feeling disturbed. I think, I think we go into Disturbia. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll take to. a short break for the viewers, but we'll probably just go right into cool. it. Okay. Uh, okay. we'll see you in a sec. Welcome back everybody. Nice. This is Cinema Span. Cinema Span. Oh, Cinema Span. C- cinnamon Span. Cinnamon nice. Sand. Cinnamon Stand. C- Centennial s- Strand. I'm a Cinnamon Man. Sinner. I'm a Cinema Span Man. <laughs> what do you mean, Sinner? I don't know. I've never sinned, and you can put that on record. You just talked about like nine sins. No, no. <laughs> on the Early on, about transport. I was not doing none of that, man. Right, right. Where are the real sinners at in the house? Yeah, real sin. Stand up. All right, all right, y'all. So we got Disturbia mm. here. Uh, this one is directed by DJ Caruso, who uh, this is like his biggest film. Gonna be honest, cannot tell you what his other films are off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, uh, my I'm using my phone phone to record right now. So. <laughs> I can bring it up if you want. If you want. There are not really huge ones. I, I Maybe you've seen one, but there are a lot of, like, direct-to-video movies. Um, this is kind of his biggest flick, though. Disturbia is uh, basically about this kid played by Shia LaBeouf. Um, his name is Kale. And essentially, he is put on house arrest pretty early on in the film. Um, his, his dad dies at the, at the actual beginning of the film, and he punches out a teacher because he's kind of still working through it. And he's put on house arrest for three months because, you know, in lieu of going to, to, to juvie. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had some priors too that. He had like, some priors. So this wasn't his first. It, exactly. Yeah. And so it just, oh, nice. just kind of, it, it reframes him to, to then have to spend all this time in his house uh, looking at his neighbors. And he essentially uh, sees his neighbor, maybe committing a murder yeah, and he yeah. starts to investigate it. This is all an homage, a very direct homage to Hitchcock's uh, rear window, uh, sure. which is about a guy who breaks his leg and is forced to, he's, he's an, he's a journalist. Um, and he usually like goes adventuring, um, in, into the world, like national geographic stuff. Mm-hmm. He's in wars. Like he's always like used to a lot of action. And all of a sudden he's put in one room. He can't leave. And all he has is like this window to look, kind of look out at his neighbors. Mm. And what Hitchcock's film does really well for anyone that doesn't know is it plays on voyeurism. 
So you as an audience member are watching, right? So you're almost put into the shoes of Of this guy who's watching. And so as he starts to like observe things that, you know, are a little perverse or maybe like would be inappropriate for you to see, it puts into the question, what are you doing as a viewer here? Mm -hmm. Um, And unfortunately, I don't think this movie has as much nuance or wants to play with those themes as hard. Um, but it does take that at least as the launch point for the story. Interesting. And it's kind of a modern retelling of it. The beginning too is like, I mean, I've never seen the movie. So it's my first time watching the it. The beginning is so fucked up. I was like, I was up. like, whoa. Well, it, it is the Holy craziest shit. 180 because it starts with Shia, Shia Buff and his dad like fly fishing, right? Yeah. Having they're, a great dad. Moment. Great. Yep. And it is like, it feels like a Hallmark movie. I was just going to say like Hallmark. They're they yeah. playing up the cheese, you know, got the mountainscape behind them. Oh man, I couldn't get that one. That's ah, fine, son. Yeah, you you know, don't get them all. all. Right, son. Yeah. You know, and then, and then they're, they're on the drive back talking to mom. She's like, Oh, you're going to buy a fish again. Yeah. Like, you know, all that classic kind of banner. When are you going to be back? Uh, no mom. Yeah. Here, you, you talk to him. You talk to him. And, and <laughs> like this, this car pulls out in front of them, uh, like no, real he, fast. He pulls off. And well, there's a car he, parked. He, he, he take, overtakes them and then they're just following him. And then, yeah, he he pulls out to not hit a parked car mm. and they don't see it because, you know, it's this huge car in front of them. And and, and then they just it's it. Is, but it is a horrific yeah. car crash, well, like I, Mad Max level right. of violence. And it goes from perfect hallmark to the, the most brutal violence. And it is too much of a whiplash well, for me, like for these two to exist in the same universe you know i get what they're trying to do here but mm-hmm. it's it's shocking for the sake of being shocking yeah and, and it's like dude it's so violent it's like, crazy you know. and then like they could have just done that where they crash it's like oh my god that was a horrible crash but right. it's, he's not even just that he's like dad are you or he's like shy are you okay and he like he's like oh dad and you see the a car, second car like, oh, fucking, yeah. that was yeah no it's that sad. was so what's interesting is my girlfriend actually brought up a really good point about that scene right after this scene uh, Shia LaBeouf gets out of the car and goes over to the side. I'm like, no, don't go over there. Do your dad's toothpaste. Don't go over there. And he looks, and it's just a still shot of his face. Mm-hmm. And uh, my girlfriend's like, I've always liked this scene because you don't need to show the mutilation or the car crash. Yes. And like just Shia LaBeouf's yes. like emotional his expression, and it's yeah, just that's yeah, all yeah. you need. Just it one is, still yeah. pan. You know, you already showed the brutality. It's you ten know? times stronger. Whatever image you have in your head. Of, of what that scene looks like, right. right? And on top of it, we're here, you know, we're in the protagonist's shoes, right? We mm-hmm. need to see how this is hitting him. Right. Um, I will say, I thought that shot lingered for like a second or two too long. Probably. But I, I agree. As a princi- storytelling principle, that is the right way to go about it. It was it was interesting that she caught that. I was like, oh, there yeah. you go. All right, so DJ Caruso actually made a couple, a yeah, lot of movies. Louis, you left out some bangers. I am number four. Eagle what? Eye. <laughs> one of the tri- I don't know, guys. One <laughs> of the Triple X movies. Yeah, okay, triple, tri- triple X I've heard is good. Yeah, this is the... Actually, it's no. the shitty one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's the worst one. It's, it's number three. I haven't seen any of them, so oh, I, I haven't I either. I don't know. But that's just from what I That's know. a Vin Diesel, cool. right? As a Xavier, yeah. whatever. Yeah, Xander, Xander Cage. Xander Cage. <laughs> well, so the second one has Ice Cube in it. And okay. that and that one's like decent. Uh, I think I think the second one has Ice I Cube. I like Ice Cube. And then the third one is is this one. This is made in 2017. It's a little off the boat for a triple X movie to come out. I am number four. You haven't seen that? Oh, dude, it's a stinky one. It's yeah. a real stinker. Uh, two for the money, like random fucking, like random ass shit. 
the Salton Sea. That's what they, I'm saying. These are a G.I. Joe movie. We were just talking about a G.I. Joe movie. This is the epitome of a phrase I love, which is called a movie that does not exist. Right? Like these, like unless you bring up one of those titles, I could not tell you what that. Do you know if he's the director of all these or is it maybe did he just work on these? I don't know. He might have maybe some of these he didn't direct. Maybe I don't know, but I just I just Googled. Yeah, on IMDb or something. I'm just on straight up Google. But he worked on these movies at least. Yeah, yeah that, exactly. that yeah, you're right. Google sometimes will throw in your writing credits and your um, directing together. Um, I did see something kind of interesting when I was looking up Disturbia. Uh, it's an adaptation from Rear, Rear Window, and it credits Rear Rear Window and on the Google. Yeah, that's what I I already uh, said all that. Yeah, I was in, I was thought you were just uh, you saying it's an homage, like they took the it's a direct homage. I see. Okay. We thought you were full of shit, and now we believe you. I, I, I'm I just mean, kidding. yeah, if it's an official adaptation, that I mean. Fair. They may have paid. Yeah, that's know, what Hitchcock. I, I like, like that makes it, that's a difference. Well, I kind of thought it was, was but I don't know. Yeah, because like there's other movies that are homages, like Body Double. Um, I was I, I showed Brant a little bit of Body Double, but that's uh, Brian De Palma kind of in the '80s taking a lot of Hitchcock's ideas and going a lot further with it and a lot dirtier. Essentially, like Hitchcock was a pretty perverted guy himself and wasn't fully allowed to go there, and so. Um. De Palma kind of, you know, heightened it a bit in, in a really fun way. Mm. Um, would recommend that for anyone that is interested in this genre sure. of films. Um, yeah, it's really funny, though, because this is kind of a quarantine story before yeah. uh, quarantine. before quarantine. Yeah. Right? Because it, it's, <laughs> yeah. it, he gets put on house arrest and, and the, you know, the lady is that's putting him and, you know, setting up all of his stuff is essentially like, look. You got to do something protective. It, it doesn't seem like it, but some people start going loopy after one or two days, and, and you're just like, man, you're like, like, uh, tell me. Then he just Yikes. he just speed runs through it. You know, he's like, all right, gonna watch a million movies. I'm gonna play video games. I'm gonna eat junk food. Like, and and then you know, he just hits rock bottom real fast. Yep, and, and then he gets so bored. He's like, okay, what else can I be looking at? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that even in the beginning of the film with his dad, they make a comment like, man, you work from home. How's It doesn't get much better than that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's right. That's uh, yeah. right. That's a good callback. Nice. Yeah, you're yeah. a writer. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. He's like, well, not, I, not really. You know, it's funny. It's just how we, you just don't know how things are going to age right. in that way, you yeah. know? And it, I, I, was, I was thinking about it when the cop said that too. I was like, oh, man. Because she, she literally verbatim said what you said. And mm-hmm. that's, it's very interesting to think about. But also... It's funny how, like, involved Shia LaBeouf gets. And, like, you know what? In the beginning of the film, I don't really like his character. I feel bad for him, you know? But, like, I didn't, like, love his character. I was like, okay, yeah, you're, like, a a bad teenage kid that doesn't really give a shit. Right. But, dude, are we talking about 2007, like, throwbacks and nostalgia? When he's playing Xbox... And he has the fucking mic with the three jack instead of like an audio yeah. port mm-hmm. and like has it corded and it's on his head. And he has like the original Xbox 360 uh, online shit popping up. And I was yeah. like, holy shit, dude. Brought like, you back? Brought yeah. me back. The sounds? Because the audio jack, I remember I was like, dude, I can't use <laughs> these headphones anything for else. anything. Yep. And it's like such like the like the worst design possible, you know. But it was just how it was back in the yeah, day. I, uh, d- voice chat was just hitting the market. I mean, true. like like even Xbox Live and and PlayStation Network, like those were really just getting off the ground. So yeah, 
I, barely any games had multiplayer. I love their recreated Xbox menu because I for yeah. sure they never ever have a thing that says access denied. On, yeah, it's like, like, it's like orange. Oh, and stuff. yeah, yeah. When yeah. they like kind of put that, like his mom put in maybe a password. Well, or something. it's so funny. It's like his mom cancels his it's Xbox iTunes. and his <laughs> iTunes is what they say, and he's, he's typing in his iTunes password and yeah. it's not working. He's like, huh? It's just like, it's such a funny representation of tech yeah. because nowadays you could cancel someone's iTunes by canceling their Apple Music subscription, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. that is a thing. But back then yeah. you were just buying actual songs. Like, yeah. like he can't listen to the songs yeah. that he owns. Right. Like, that's nuts. And there is a funny scene too, where uh, his, his girlfriend uh, before, you know, she's his girlfriend mm-hmm. is holding his uh, iPod over, over the, yeah, yeah. the, the ledge yeah. of the, of the balcony. Oh, 60 gigs of my life. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. So, funny. so funny. It is good. And honestly, I watched the movie just last night and I actually kind of liked it. I, I thought it was actually. I think it's. Good. I think it's solid. It's it's I solid. Think it totally is. I I. Uh, it's funny. I think both of these films hit six out of ten for me. Yeah, I would say so. Um, like they're just solid films. Nothing really like wrong there. But I just think there's something to be desired um, with this one, it's especially. Unfortunately, if I have seen Hitchcock's classic Rear Window, right? It's so one yeah, of the yeah. best films of all time. It's just tough to hit that same level of mark, right? Like mm. and. It, it, it's good for what it is, though. Don't get me wrong. Interesting. Yeah, I don't have that frame of reference, you know, so I came in here, like, blind. Something that really won me over was the writing. I thought the writing was really, really good, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, it was very creative. It felt very human, and it had, like, good emotional elements to it. And, like, all throughout the movie, the writing is, like, really, really good. There's a scene in specific that, like, I, I can keep remembering is when he first gets to meet Ashley, the girl. Right. And he's reaching for the, the mail. Like, oh, I can't get it. And she's like, what are you doing? You know, and like, gives which is a, a ruse he's set up. Of course. Too, right. Yeah. Like he can reach the mailbox. Of course. He's waiting for her to get home and then but positioning himself is, perfectly. It's nice and creative too. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. they have a lot of creative, cool things and like the borders looking like very like homemade. Exactly. Cause he, he's yeah. doing it himself. He yeah. goes back to it to pick up the things <laughs> as his like final weapon. Right? Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, exactly. Stays um, with the yeah, whole ta- movie. Ta- the, the, sh- the, the border around his house so that he, he doesn't leave the area yeah. for house arrest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love like the nuance in the beginning. It's like, oh yeah, you know, if you leave for 10 seconds, then it goes off. That's right. a great setup. Like, yeah, oh. yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, so he's trying to get the mail, right? She comes up and she's like, oh, let me help you. Gives it to him. And he's just throwing game at her, you know, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And like, you, you could definitely see like there's some rides, but he doesn't know who she is. And she's like sitting there. Then the mom goes, Ashley, can you come in here, sweetheart, please? And she's like, all right, mom. And she goes, oh, that's my mom. She's really polite and sweet and always says please, but did you notice the tone? He goes, oh, I noticed the tone. I know that one. And she goes, and I'm Ashley, by the way. And she, she walks away and he goes, I noticed that too. Ooh, shit. I was like, that's good writing. Because, you know, the mom said Ashley in the beginning. It's just like small little stuff like that. There's another notice line where, um, you know, she finds out he's been spying on her. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know, watch everything I do. What did you notice about me? And he's like, well. Mm. And then he actually flips it into like, well, okay. I noticed that, you know, you spend more time on your roof than in your actual house. <laughs> or like, and, and you, you know, read, and he's and like, you and, and you like books. <laughs> <laughs> 
but not the normal books. You that's know, that's yeah. like you're not watching Sports Illustrated. A little, <laughs> yeah. Moved from the city into the suburbs, forcefully yeah. relocated. Yeah, yeah. such a great. And I love like like she. This girl is a she's a beautiful woman, obviously, and and the film and just in general. But she is so stereotypical early two thousands yeah. attractive, like super super skinny oh, yeah. blonde blue eyes. You know, and like her in her bikini, she has like, but like now it's like, oh, like the beauty concept is way different. You know, and everyone's welcome, of course, but like ass is like, different. <laughs> <Everyone's> <laughs> it, it is. Everyone's, everyone's, welcome. everyone's welcome to be perceived as beautiful. Well, hell yeah. But now, like, the, the beauty the, standard the, is the not like. Thousands is like the first time that like curves was like allowed to even start existing. Straight so, up. So, yeah, it, it, it takes a while for everything else to catch up, right? Mm hmm. It's really interesting because, like, you know, they casted her and, like, maybe she wasn't even a good actor, but she's like, you fit the mold, you right. know? So we need you in this film. But, yeah. I mean, it's not a super demanding part. She doesn't really have any nope. super emotional scenes. Um, she just it's, is it's really It's very much cool. just girl next door. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't want to say she only got it for her looks because right. she does play the part. Yeah, like, she does. Well, mm -hmm. um, but, again, it's a very thinkless role. Um, I think just goes to show, like, this and, like, Megan Fox's roles in Transformers. Yeah, right. You're like, okay, we're at a point where we're going to acknowledge that women are more than just pretty faces, but we're not going to actually like give them the characters to back that up mm -hmm. or, or the substance. Like <clears throat> whole thing with Megan Fox's character is like, oh, she's a gearhead and you would have never expected that in, in Transformers, right? And he's like, oh man, a hot chick who likes cars too? Oh, Man, I, I hit the jackpot. That'll like, make your head spin. Exactly, but... Uh, <laughs> well, that's the same that's, thing that they said in Disturbia. She's like, she oh, books. you guys got video games? Cool. I, yeah, I, yeah. I play oh, those. Oh, let's order pizza for dinner. Uh -huh. she oh, she eats pizza it. like us and not salads? Yeah. <laughs> this is the best chick ever. <laughs> it was so funny. I, I was cracking up laughing. You yeah, know. That that's that's to me where I'm just like it kind of tops off on on a certain level of quality, yeah. right? It just feel it's it's a bit cliched, and you're like, sure. okay, but um, it's time period correct, you know? And it it has its charm, you know. Well, I mean, dude, even like there there's a whole thing with ringtones in this where she changes uh, his ringtone uh, uh, to uh, uh, me so horny, me so horny, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, that that's exactly what that humor was like. Was like, isn't it funny that I have a song on my phone mm -hmm. as a ringtone, like? Before it just became the most obnoxious thing to have any sound coming out of your phone. Like we all just understood, like understand now, no sounds yeah. from the phone when you're in public. Keep that shit on vibrate. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Oh man, it it it, it is a very interesting thought. I remember one of my first like ringtones on my phone. I went to a girl and I was like, "Wait, you have music on your phone?" She goes, "Yeah." I'm like, "Can you like give it to me somehow?" She's like, "Yeah," and she like sent it to me. And, like, I would clip, like, a part of a song and has a ringtone. I would play it and, like, listen to it. God, it's so bad, dude. <laughs> it's so bad. But I like how it's funny to look back on those little things, you yeah. know? I, you know, there was something in this film that I thought was a bit of a missed opportunity, which is uh, <clears throat> early on they, they show that uh, Shia Buff's character, he goes into his dad's office, and it's oh. still untouched, mm -hmm. um, which is, like, a really great, story beat you know like we've all seen that in a film where like the kid dies and the parents keep the the room the same and, and the room itself becomes like a metaphor yeah. for for that trauma in addressing it 
Um, and I thought they were going to go somewhere further with all of that. Like yeah. maybe like bring it in, like him. I forgot about it until you it. just brought it up. That's what I was saying yeah. too. I had a note where I was like, oh, that's that. I was like, this is good. Like, right. There's a setup here. Um, and I just kind of realized there was, there wasn't a payoff for that. Maybe they deleted something. Maybe, maybe. it's possible. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if Shia LaBeouf came into there and like held up a picture of his dad and like, you know. What would you have done? Something like one liner, yeah, yeah. you know, and it would, it would just make you emphasize again, you know, and I think it kind of loses that in the beginning because you like feel really bad for Shia LaBeouf, but then he's like a shitty teenager, you know, right, which and is fully understandable, right? right. Like we're, yeah, we, we all understand he's going to be a, a shitty kid, but um, it's nice to ground it for a second, like emotionally, you know, it's just like the because the killer kind of comes into his house at the end. It's like, I don't know, maybe there's like a, something, a, a, right? Like, like uh, a, a fishing knife that he yeah, gave him in the first yeah. scene and now it's sitting on the desk in in the office and he looks at it again and reminds you of the first scene and then at the end of the film he picks up that knife and he stabs the guy with it right or or he's it's the thing that's able to cut him loose of something else like right. just just really fucking basic shit here but like it feels like they could they could have thread threaded in something was the mom the girl from the matrix yeah wow she looks like her i don't know if that is her I think you might is that, be right. I think you all. I, I didn't even. I oh man, I, good I've only seen the sh- Matrix once, so I'm like, oh really? Uh, yeah, I just caught it. In, so is right. It is. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah okay, because yeah. she plays a great role as a mom. You know, she, she does good. Uh, the mom's like a bit underserved as well. Um, in this, as far but, as the character goes, yeah. I mean, the time she's in it is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um. Shout out to Ronnie. I really like him as a best friend. Yeah. I, I don't know. He's, he's just, fun. he's got he, fun. He's been in a couple other movies. Yeah, I know. Too. He's yeah. been a he's, Tokyo Drift, I believe. He's got that role. He's a, he's like, I hate like a best friend role, but he's definitely that and a couple other things that right, I've always, right. I, the goofy wacky best I, friend. I've liked him in a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, th- I thought it was, I thought the supporting staff was pretty good. Like the killer. What'd you guys think about the killer? Killer's pretty good. He pretty I, good. He's playing like I think he play. He, he really threads the needle pretty well because mm-hmm. um, you're not sure if he's just like creepy neighbor or if he's actually a killer. And you know he's like I just like my privacy. Like there's there's a lot of things that he sells well enough. Right. I do think by the end though, it he just kind of becomes like a okay. like, like a flanderization of himself. Just not, you know you're just like ah oh, whatever. Like he's yeah. he's a little silly. Mm-hmm. Um, because it kind of like leans in and goes really like he didn't kill the mom he actually just tied up the mom and like put her here right and now he's like fucking with him even more you know and, and that's the whole thing so he is the serial killer and he's been hiding bodies in his in the walls of his house is is what it's found out to be but while the kids are investigating there's kind of this there's this blue bag full of guts and it's it's from a, a deer it's it's one of those classic uh, you know, red flag or uh, what do you call it? Uh, like switcher or like a it's gotcha bait and classic bait, yeah. bait and switch. Mm-hmm. Um, but and this film has a couple of those, like like Ronnie, um, that the roommate. Oh, yeah. You know, he he goes to investigate this blue bag and he gets lost in the house and Shyla has to come and find him and then he's gone and so you just presume he's kidnapped and the camcorder that he's holding turns back on, which has a live feed to the house and. All of a sudden, Shia LaBeouf's like, oh, my God, he's dead. But he's just being dead in the closet. Yeah, I, I remember the Twinkie Tower. The, the bait and switch becomes a little much for me at the end. I yeah. think they they ruin their own tension sure. um, because that fake death happens. And then two seconds later, the killer is, like, in the house with, like, a bat, like, swing at <laughs> And then that's another gotcha And you're just bitch. like, yeah. you're like, what? You're like, yeah. I, he just got away with this, like, like 
um, Shia LaBeouf's character is going to jail tomorrow. Like all he has to do is ride this out and yeah. he would be fine. But here he is trying to kill him. It's just like the, the plot yeah. machinations at the end kind of fall sure. apart. Um, could, yeah. But or motivations and you know, what was this dude thinking? But it, it's all to serve just kind of the, the flashy ending really. Um, but it's, you know, it's fun. It's uh, I think like the scenes where they're exploring the house are really creepy mm-hmm. and really cool. Um, especially when you're seeing it through the camcorder. That's like one of my favorite things is yeah, like I, when yeah. you have this old school tech and, and you almost have like the shitty HD camcorder on a, on a, on a tube TV behind yeah. you, yeah. but then you're shooting it with a film camera. So it's like in full resolution, cool. yeah. but you're still limited by what that tech was able to see. Yeah. And, and there's some parts where like that takes up the whole frame. So that's the only thing you're really yeah. looking yeah. at. But, but that's like, that's something you kind of lose today. With, with like iPhones being really good. Mm-hmm. Is that like a, a video from an iPhone is just going to look indiscernible from something else? Or if it, I put something on TV, it's going to look normal. Even a ring doorbell has a nice camera, you know? Right. <laughs> Their little surveillance camera that yeah. they use. It's like, they're, they're, it's like green. Like the whole, it's like one pixel. It's green. Mm-hmm. And then it's just all pixelated and stuff. I do have to say in that scene where Ronnie's dead, like dead, you know, I think that's a great scene for Shia LaBeouf. It shows his. Oh, he his, he plays it really yeah. well. Yeah. Charity, I do want his weather. Like pushes yeah. him off and yeah. goes, "Whoa, man! Like I'm sorry. Goes, Maybe it was a bad prank. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'm not so funny after all. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really good. I'm like, that's where like I started to really think about Shia LaBeouf as an actor. I'm like, man, he's there. Like he he like I'm when he's on set. I'm sure he's bringing it. You yeah. know. So you can feel that in a lot of his films, in my in my opinion, um, just the stuff I've seen. I, I agree. I think that's my the most baffling thing about him is he's he seems like a guy who, for all accounts, could have been a huge movie star. He had the talent. He is he had, not? Is he, he, he had, not? Though? He had the runway there, um, and then he kind of fumbled the bag. I think so. He's definitely a huge movie star. He well, comparatively, but. The way what that, like, Tom been. Cruise is a movie sure, star. Like, sure. no one else is a movie star at that magnitude, like a Leo um, yeah. or, or something like that, where it's like, if Shia LaBeouf attached him to a script, himself to a script, he could just get it made, right? It feels like he's gonna, you know, he could get something made, but he's kind of got to be a part of a team, right? Mm. Like, someone someone else is going to be putting him up. Uh, you know, he's in Megaopolis, Megaopolis coming up this uh, year. It's Francis Ford Coppola's... Uh, supposedly final film uh coppola directed the godfather trilogy okay. uh, apocalypse now mm-hmm. uh, ton- tons of films he's a really super acclaimed director um but this was kind of his passion project for the last 10 15 years he's been trying to get it made and shia LaBeouf a really long it. time shia labeouf is in it wow but it's about um i think it's about two guy like politicians in new york or something arguing about like future of the city it's like some and then i don't know it's got all these like greek chorus elements in it looks fucking weird but but like maybe really cool interesting hmm. very interesting you had my interest now but you have my attention I, I just you know worth bringing it up he's he you're you're right he's not fully down and out i mean um adam driver is the star of this film you know like there's a lot of really big names attached to it mm. so i i think he could play an asshole almost better than like a lot of people today too like he he can still be charming enough that you know you feel for him as a character but the, the lines that he lashes out like he doesn't lose you right on them right yeah it's true you gotta watch Tax Collector, dude. <laughs> to see, to see, I'm just thinking about it. Like he could be an asshole really well. I'm just thinking about Tax Collector, and I was like, yeah, probably. He's he, like super, like 
interesting. Grant, did you see Fury? I did see Fury. I, I watched I that at our, at our can house. You, can I you riff it. on that real quick? Man, it's uh, World War Two. It's like a group of army dudes that are like yeah, Brad Pitt, Brad right? Pitt, Shia LaBeouf, um, Lo- oh, man, Logan Lerman. Is that his name? Yeah. Um, fucking the Punisher guy. Uh, what's that guy's name? I, I know him. Yeah. Oh, cool. People know him. <laughs> yeah, but they're like, they're a squad. They work in a tank and they're on their own for a second and they get caught and like, they're like, oh fuck. The only, the way, our only route that we can take happens to be um, a whole German army is coming this way. Oh, wow. And they have to fight a whole army in their one tank. And it's pretty, it's a good time. Cool. And Shia LaBeouf plays a piece of shit in that. Well, that that's oh. David Ayer. Uh, who did tax From what I remember. Well. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Interesting. Yeah. I haven't seen Fury, but I, I get because Brad Pitt's in it. I get it confused with Inglorious Bastards. For sure. Right. Well, World War Two. Yeah. He has, he has the same hair. hair in yeah. that. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, oh, wait, I've seen it. No, uh, no, I haven't. You know, but I, I would be down to watch. It's it. a good. It's definitely good. It's a fun from film. what I remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Well, Shia LaBeouf has been around like big, big stars. You know, he's been his biggest movie is arguably. Transformers. Has, well, right. Yeah, that or Indiana Jones uh, in the Crystal Skull. I mean, I, I don't, I, I, I'm sure, at the I top, feel like Transformers probably made more money. Well, it's like in the long, when you look but, back, people think of Transformers, but at the time, exactly. that was probably seen as, that, I mean, that was a huge movie. Like yeah. Matrix yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. but, um, yeah, I mean, that was him breaking into the scene, but that, and that's what I'm saying too, is it's like, that's where he started, right? Like his career could have kept going up as far as like the size of these sure, films sure. and the size of his star status. But it seems like went for more of the mid movies and stuff like that, which is fine. Like Daniel Radcliffe has made an incredible career mm. out of becoming super popular in Harry Potter and then just picking roles that he likes, you know, or Elijah Wood, the mm. same similar, you know, played Frodo and Lord of the Rings and, mm-hmm. Just kind of self, he, he produces like horror movies now and like shows up in like the things that he likes and like he's, nice. Good he's for got a little niche for himself, you know? The dream, they say. That's the dream. The really? Yeah, no, to, I, be, a, that, to be a working yeah. actor, but but not to be too beholden to commercial like, sure. like satisfactions. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. You still have your like artistic integrity a little bit to like do some stuff you really want to do. Definitely. Um, Robert Patterson's a good example as well. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he's like you know now he's Batman, you know. But there's a lot of stuff. But that it took him know. a while to sign back up for a franchise, That's you know. Big. Like he he yeah. spent almost a better part of a decade like distancing himself from that, and then coming before he came back. And it's cool. He even came back in the right way because, like, I mean, we all like the Twilight films. They're they're dumb fun, you know. But um, he he picked a project that had a little more artistic weight to it as well. Yeah, I, I would say. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Dare you? Skyscream. Pray to me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, what? He's got a PSP in this. In Hell yeah, this. he does. I, Hell yeah, he does. Those seven yeah. things. I know. saw it and I was like, "Is that a PCP?" I was like, "Wait, no, that's a drug." And I was like, "Oh, that's a P- <laughs> PSP, PlayStation Portable." I could feel when I was watching play. I could feel those buttons. Like I could just. Like, Insane man, I I had so many less hours on a PSP versus like a Nintendo DS. But like my sister had a PSP, and like I did, you know, pick that up and play it a bit. It really didn't like it didn't do bad, but it didn't do good enough to be prominent for a couple years. It was only like what? Yeah, five years. It it did not do well enough. It didn't have enough uh, games for it, and Mm -hmm. I think Nintendo was just too fucking. The DS was just a beast. You just couldn't couldn't beat that. Um. Man. But you know, do you remember they used to have movies for the PSP? Yeah, I do. They were it was this little disc. Oh this yeah, because that's the disc at red that yeah. you, you popped in there. It was right. the same as the games. Same game disc, yeah. yeah. But they would just put a whole ass yeah. movie on there, and you just 
fucking have a portable like, movie. Just insane. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's a different era. I, think I feel it, like yeah. Napoleon Dynamite and Super Bad. Like I always yeah. saw those PSP movies. Like. Dude, the, oh, the really? Napoleon, yeah. Yeah, Napoleon Dynamite. That was probably the most on PSP. That had a game too. It was actually kind yeah. of a banger. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right though. It was a lot of Sony properties. Yeah, go uh, figure. They, yeah, Spider Man. Vertical integration. Interesting. I Terminator the movie on that. Fuck yeah. That's sick. It was really? sweet. Yeah. It's so interesting to look back at those time periods for technology because that's where it's going to be most dated because technology has just been rapidly progressing so yeah. fast. Well, especially you know? like a window to like the idea of like what do people want or need or think they want to need and like what are we bringing to them? Because I've talked about like the internet right now being like the, the lamest version of the future. Right, you know, well, where it's probably. like, like, like the internet could be really cool and designed really well, but the people that kind of are in charge of it are still like people that don't fully understand the tech, and like the reasons why it can bring communities together, you know, all those ideas, and so they just kind of end up copying one another. Oh, yeah, Instagram's got story or Snapchat's got stories, so Instagram has to have stories, and right. Twitter even tried stories for a little bit. You're just like, why does everything need to be like the other thing? Like, why? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, no, there's no, no, nothing technology, tech, technologically has been like breaking barriers in the last 10 years, I would say. Yeah, a lot less innovation. Like there's no sure. like VR. Yeah. I mean, we've worked on it. Gaming. I, yes. Yeah. But I mean, the nothing text, crazy. Exactly. The text half there, but like the utilization is really not. So, yeah. I mean, VR. Yeah, it's a bit dead on the water. Cars right are now. starting to get more technically advanced as far as like a like a gaming standpoint, you know, like connect. You know, you control it like this. Now mm-hmm. in a BMW, you can go like this and like this and like that to to like skip, oh. turn up, turn down. Just pause. wave your hand. Wow. Yeah, you just wave your hand. I don't hand. know that. Yeah. That makes and, sense. And though. the new BMWs used to do this to yeah. like uh, turn it up and they used to do that to turn it down. Uh, that I, that's actually not surprising. I mean, they were already using eye tracking tech to make sure that like if you were falling asleep, they would like jolt you back awake a little bit in those cars. Mm. Um so uh, yeah, that that's a that's a cool evolution actually. The the only big technology thing that's been happening is AI, really. I guess is the only thing that's like like Yeah, I mean it AI's been around forever too. Now it's, it's just, just part of the masses, the it, masses. It's a it's a branding bit. thing right now with, mm-hmm. with chat GBT. Um but which is the everything we're talking about has been written by chat GBT. Everyone's scripted. Yeah. I'm not real. That's why I keep looking down. Yeah. <laughs> I keep forgetting my fucking lines, man. Uh they wait. they wanted me to say that? Whose line is it anyway? <laughs> uh so uh Lewis Tell me your favorite part about Disturbia. I'm curious. What was like your favorite thing? I think the like like I was saying, the parts where they actually get to addressing the creepiness um, and dre- and addressing the unknown, like like that stuff with the camcorder when they're walking just into the house and and your 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 information is really limited. I thought all of that hit pretty hard. Um, that's where like I was feeling the most tension, you know, the idea that the killer could pop out from anywhere or I'm going to see his horrific thing. Um, but yeah, it just like, again, it kind of all fizzles out. It doesn't feel like this guy has a master plan or anything. It just feels like he was being sloppy and got caught by a kid. Yeah. Um, which is true. Yeah. Like, like. His yeah. curtain's always just being kind of open when right. he's like, wouldn't you, if you kill people and that's your thing, well, would you not just but, shut but that But that, that's the problem with, like, this like, premise you, is, to, like, you have to, like, design these houses to be, like, visually open right. for him to be able to see anything. I mean, even the kids watching porn. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. he's across the street. Like, he's, you know, he has to be able to see them watching that and see the mom 
on the other side of the door. Like these are, this is not what houses look like. Yeah. And it's why rear window actually kind of works pretty well. It's cause it's an apartment complex mm. with kind of like a, a cube in the middle. Mm. And so everyone's backside of their houses are, are, are like facing each other. Right. Oh, and so you can, you really can just see into someone's living room from across or left or right. And there's flights of people and, and they, they do address curtains being pulled at different points and, and not, and you know, it actually feels lived in in that way. Mm. Um, My favorite part is when Shia snitches on the kids watching porn. Yeah, them. that's pretty. That <laughs> no, is pretty funny. I do love. And, that. He, and he goes, "But that's just Act One, you know." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, a her- "I didn't say this verbatim." He's like, "Heresy in the neighborhood won't be, you know, take it, you know. I'm gonna make sure they're they're paid their dues, you know, because he has like a yeah. master plan of like, how to because the up kids, kids put uh, a flaming bag of dog poop in yep. his front door, threw balloons classic, at him and shit. Prank, yeah, water balloons. Yeah. Also, I, I did like oh the. I like. I did like the party. Um, yeah, like, I was gonna like say when the he, score. When he had all these kids, all the kids at the neighborhood or the at the I house the next team. to him, and it's just kind of like he's being left out. He he knows he's being left out, and he's he's feeling like the isolation and, and jealousy. That that's the type of stuff I wanted more of. Is like sure make him feel even more cooped up and then crazy, and see yeah. what he does. Yeah. Like yeah. That's oh really? Crazy. Yeah. But yeah. Well, because then you know that craziness is what makes him a. Uh, makes his girlfriend kind of come in, or ex girlfriend, not, not soon to be girlfriend, um, and it they actually address like the spying because of that, right? Like, I, sure, um, yeah. But she's like, he is really witted to be like, oh, I wasn't spying on you, I was just watching you, and liking right. what you do, which is really cool. She's either the creepiest <laughs> thing she's ever heard or the sweetest thing, is what she says. Yeah, yeah, it, it, exactly. But yeah, I, I sorry to interject. I got really excited. No, no, no. Yes, <laughs> the, the, the score. The score. I like the score too. The score is so fucking cool. Like it's a bunch of bands you'll never hear again, ever. You know, it's not like the biggest songs in 07, but it's all like alternative, like punk rock. Oh, yeah. And like all these songs, like one or two, you're like, oh, I remember hearing that song. But unless you're like really into like alt rock, you'll know the bands. Right. But dude, they're so like one is just like. Uh, Hi, Baker. It just, just says that the entire. I was like, "What fucking song is this?" Like he's like <laughs> sixty gigs of his life, yeah, bro. Dude, he's just a teen, man. Dude, just a <laughs> teenage, teenage Newton turtle. That, dude. that was another thing we didn't bring up about Transformers. Was the soundtrack is like they they both were hitting that that alt rock thing. I mean, uh, Transformers ends with uh, Lincoln Park Needle Drop. This could have done the same thing. Absolutely, so absolutely, if they had a bigger budget, man. they probably would have. Yeah. Oh my god. They, they honestly picked the budget versions of the Transformer songs. Yeah. Yeah. Disturbies in the Babies. And it's interesting to watch those movies. Shia LaBeouf looks a lot younger in Disturbia. He does. Transformers, like like substantially. Well, younger. it's worth bringing up. I the little bit of research I did. He had uh, he he started bulking for Transformers and. Uh, Indiana Jones during the shoot of this film. So he ended up putting on 25 pounds of muscle, um, like kind of after this, but he still looks like a, he definitely looks like a kid in this. Yeah. That's the thing. He, he does. He doesn't look that buffed out, but um, he just, just not looks as a little skinny. older, a little, yeah. a little more cut. Yeah, I'm like, man, the same year. I was like, I remember him looking a lot older in Transformers. So that makes a lot of sense. Like little, little gristle on the chin, a little extra muscle will put an extra age on Some you. wisdom in the eyes. Well, you know, sometimes like, uh, yeah. like, <laughs> like, so like you'll shoot a film and it won't come out for about a year um, sure. because of post-production work and then, you know, timing for when you actually want it to release. And some indies, yeah, do take longer to come out too. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, 
it, it probably makes sense that the timing worked out there. Mm-hmm. Year of practical effects work on, on Transformers, and they're just trying to secure funding and a distribution plan for this, probably. I don't know if this is Sundance film or any anything like that. Right. Interesting. That makes sense, so, you know. And I, since we all went around, I would say my favorite part of the film um, was the writing, honestly. I thought the writing was, like, pretty good. And I, it made me to think, like, man, who was the writer in this? And what did they go on to make? You know, mm-hmm. was it a nobody? Was it someone very notable? Um, I just thought it was just, like, a, a from a writing standpoint and the flow of everything was, like, pretty good for this time period. I thought, like, Ronnie and Shia's especially, they're, like, back and forth sounded. Like, that could have so easily sounded like it wasn't. Like, it sounds like what maybe teens is for sure. And it's not full of of. gags for humor. It's full of wit. And like wit is like intelligence, you know? Exactly. There's cliches here, but they're implemented in a decent way, like where they don't feel overused. And and storytelling cliches like are a thing you just need. It's a shorthand, you know, like, uh, yeah. You Um, you have to, not every audience member is going to be like us. Like, absolutely. You know, analyzing everything. No, and, and that's the thing. This is a tight script keeps itself moving like it never feels boring right whereas like to me the last at half hour of transformers i was kind of like okay like i get it <laughs> i kind of already yeah. seen two hours yeah. of action like yeah let, let's wrap it up you mm-hmm. know whereas this I, I was you know it's like a it's like a 90 minute movie right? yeah or, yeah which made me think about and I, I remember you put this uh perspective in my head is the the time, uh, the timing of movies nowadays, as far as like how long they are, they're just only getting longer. You know, it wasn't very common. Like we're we're generalizing as far as like a, any movie that of comes course. out. Yeah, I mean, you know, it wouldn't would pretty common for an hour movie, hour fifteen, hour twenty, hour and a half, maybe like back in the day, early two thousands. But like nowadays, you know, m- most movies are going to two hour marks, and then. They people would opt for a limited series or an episodic show yeah. where you could show a lot more and have a lot more of a natural growth. So it's interesting that storytelling, as far as the movie goes, is just like it is interesting. There, there, because there was a point where you know multiplexes were popping up like crazy, um, and suddenly they had all these screens, and so they're just like anyone who wants to make a movie, come and make a movie because people want to come into the theaters and see these things, right? And mm. there was even a point of time where you know it's like okay, the shorter the movie is, the more times we can play that film in, in one day. And that means the more really? tickets we could sell. Interesting. And so there was even like a, you know, they, there was an industry reason to, to like keep things tight in that way. And I think just as like things started moving towards streaming a little bit and it's like, oh, you know, it's going to be in theater, sure. But like once it's on streaming, it's on streaming, like who cares? And you're right, this appetite for like miniseries, it's, it, it all plays together. It, it's, it's all a part of the shifting tides. Yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting to think about. Um, and like it, even like movie theaters in general, um, th- I'm not sure what the metrics look like about movie theaters nowadays. Has it gone back up? They've they've recovered decently post pandemic. Um, that that's the thing. Like like I was saying was uh so uh, the multiplexes really came to rise in like ninety nine to like um, about oh eight. Um, basically in oh eight when the housing crisis and market cra- crashes, it's just it, it, the bottom falls out of the economy, so people have less money to spend on movies. Is mm. is really the logistics? Um, but a lot of spaces were left with 
20 screen theaters mm. and suddenly like there was not a demand for 20 movies to be in those theaters, you know? And so you just, they, they started, they, they kind of, they had to readjust. Right. And back in the day you used to go see one movie in one theater and it'd be a, like a hundred, 200 seat theater. And, and everyone was there just to see that one movie and no other places within like 15 miles could play that film. Mm. So like literally if you wanted to see Terminator, you're like, okay, this is the the theater in LA that's playing it. Like that's the one we go to. Interesting. Wh- which just creates like a different thing. I, I can't say it's better or worse, really, but um, some those are some of my f- favorite theaters in LA are the ones that are still the old movie halls that haven't been converted to you know three or four screens. Um, yeah. Shout out New Beverly, child. New Bev. Uh, we went to the Regency. Um, mm-hmm. Vill- you know where we saw Licorice Pizza in mm-hmm. seventy millimeter. Mm-hmm. Um, that Wait, that's yeah. like a that's an old movie house. You know, like that's still one screen. Like there, there's plenty of those spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say the last line of this film. Uh, it's, uh, so so uh, <laughs> the, you know our two leads are making out right, and then Ronnie is there with the camcorder and he's like recording him, and he and he says. Soon to be the most popular video on YouTube. Yeah. I was just like, man, like, what? no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just uh, like, like, you mean like, like, like porn? <laughs> God, no, I, well, it's just it's such a like, like where YouTube was at sure. this point. I yeah. mean, I remember my first YouTube videos. Literally, like, what the fuck is this website? Yeah. Like, what is this thing? And like, it was so early on. Still, I mean, like, people were barely figuring out that you could put sketches on YouTube. Like people would put sketches on YouTube in the early days mm-hmm. and people would be like, is this real commenting? Cause they don't, they didn't they fucking understand, understand yeah, that like yeah. somebody would like frame they, a thing and put it up. And, right. Yeah. True. Smosh. Shout out Smosh. <laughs> First, shut up. Shut, shut up. Shut up. Man. We do that to, to each other. Do you know Anthony Padilla has a, his own YouTube channel, right? He, d- he didn't know. Yeah. You should check out Anthony Padilla's YouTube channel. I'm sure I had known that he'd split off and kept doing stuff. The other guy, Ian. I'm like, I, I don't know. I he's still in Smosh. Is he? Oh. he run it? Oh, really? Yeah. You're like, the other guy, Ian. No one I knows think, about Yeah. <laughs> one of the guys <laughs> left the company. Yeah. I think Anthony left it and yeah. I think Ian kind of like runs the whole Double like, down. H- hires whatever, other people. Whatever is around Something still. Like that. Yeah. Man. I mean, it's got to be a cash cow. It's one of the most yeah. popular no, sites huge. forever. Yeah. It's like, I think it's, it's like, like a BuzzFeed before I was going to say it's like college humor kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, those all stopped making money a while ago too, but um, I'm sure he figured out a way. I'm sure they have a Patreon. Smosh Patreon. Sure. Subscribe to the uh, Cinema Stand Patreon for t-shirts and merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah. There's no Patreon and no no merch yet, but I'll get on that. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's something for the future. You can just put, it's like... It's future-proof. Just put your face and do... Get, there it is. Just do one of those. Someone uh, <laughs> screenshot that and put it on a t-shirt. I, uh... Yeah, I want to I want to do some screen print shirts. That's That's my idea. It's like do do a, some limited run ones that like you know I hand printed myself, hand them out to some friends, you know, nice. but then also like have have a small batch to sell. I, I, think, I think that'd be really cool. I get a limited one where you only make like five. Can I get one of those? Fuck it, yeah. Well, yeah, the friends and family one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, members only. Like I'll get on the I'll, show. You know, yeah. I'll do you. I'll do. I'll get you one of the test print T-shirts. You know, like like so. It's like you know, it's it's one of five of the tests. So this isn't the shirt we're doing. You know, just yeah. patient zero. Patient zero. Well, I mean, well, boys, yeah. That's, that, any, I, any last thoughts on Disturbia? I thought I loved both. I loved both movies. I had a good time with both. Yeah, I, Dis- I Disturbia, honestly, I liked I did, it more yeah. actually. Personally. I, I was a bit 
hyped coming into these. Like, I was like, oh, this is going to be a pretty fun watch. And they were good. They, they didn't exactly hit my expectations, but, like, this is a solid double. Transformers was better than I thought. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. I, I knew I would like it because I remember liking it, but I was kind of like, I would have probably assumed it'd be worse than I remember. Exactly. And it's not. I, yeah. was, I was thinking it was going to be more like the sequels yeah. where you're just like rolling your eyes a bit much and it's still pretty. It's got some great blockbuster yeah. shit. I yeah. think that's the best Transformers is the first one. I think. It's got to be. Only probably. because dilution and bloated, you know? Yeah. It's like, it just waters down at the end. But also like Spielberg. Like I, yeah. I don't want to attribute too much to that guy, but like he knows what the fuck he is doing. And like if he was like picking some writers and being like, this is the type of story we're going for, like I, I could see enough of his influences making an impact on the first film, but the second through the fifth become Bay's projects. You know, he's producing them yeah. like himself. It's very interesting. And, and I never knew that. He, yeah. he really I feel like he's just allowed to take over a bit more. Because the first one is a hit, and that's what happens when you get a hit. You say, just keep doing your thing, you know, until until it stops working. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing it. <laughs> what do you mean you can't make the movie? You got the robots. <laughs> keep making it. Did also Transformers kind of ruin dubstep? It's like, oh, it sounds like Transformers <laughs> having sex. Uh, Can you end this podcast with um, the Linkin Park song? And uh, the credits? Do, 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 with the if dubstep, you're out do, there, do, do, we are here <laughs> waiting. Yeah. <laughs> if you're out there. I forgot. I should we're so waiting. Good. We're here. I thought it to it, make the best YouTube video ever. X. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you, Lewis, for having thank me. You, Thanks, boys. man. Um, can anyone find you on social media? You, you guys, okay, you, you're both musicians. I'm just gonna put that out there. Where can people hear your music? How about uh, how about that? Plug, I, plug I, that. I'm on YouTube, Voice of Vices, uh, a small little thing. Yeah. So, uh, not really on Spotify or anything yet, but you know, no my worries, first dude. first EP comes out. It should be on all platforms. It should be by the same name. Hell yeah. I got stuff on Spotify, but also more of it is on YouTube. And I'm trying not to, but also I have some things I'm trying to push out. And it's hopefully hard. soon it'll be on Spotify. Yeah. But you never know. Down the line, know. someone you might, might hear this. Just just look these boys up. You know, we'll have the links. What in is the your bio. artist's name? It's like the, the dude. The dude, huh? No, it's Brad. <laughs> <laughs> it's Brad. Just Brad Garber. Oh, really? Oh, Brad, That's yeah. really cool, yeah. huh? Yeah. <laughs> mm, sure. Really? What's, your, what's yours? <laughs> Voice of Vices. That is cool. That's okay. Faith Averick, though, I do really like. Yeah, okay. just, just swap my name. I, my name was I'm, a great, like, stage name. It is. But I just, I grew up not liking my name. So it's That's like. crazy. Yeah. You, you know, know what I mean? Find some pride Thank in it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, dude, you're, you're here as Averick Faith. You're building the brand right now. True. And thanks everyone who's watching. Appreciate you yeah. guys. Th thanks uh, for, for tuning in. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Letterboxd. Uh, you can watch this on YouTube or you can listen to the audio format if you're watching it. Um, yeah, you, you know, whatever. Put it uh, on your go, car. Go check out an old episode. Yeah. You know, write a review on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Slander fuck, it, if you will. Do, do some shit. Send it. this to a friend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Play this in the background uh, and don't actually listen to it, but just like pump those numbers up, you know? Play it. Clean your clean your house and brush your hair, mm. you know? Straight up. Straight up, dude. Talk to your mom. Talk to your mom if, on yeah, the phone. Anybody, if you anybody have. call your mom. Yeah. yeah, just have it playing in the back. You can put on a mute if you want. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Louie. Uh, thanks again, Bye. guys. Appreciate yeah. it. This has been Cinema Span. Cinnamon, 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 cinnamon. I break myself. Stay. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about doing it.